Hey, you dorks, this is Gunnar Hansen, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you are listening to The Dorkening. Hi, I'm Brian Johnson, and although you probably accidentally stumbled across it and have no idea why you're watching it, you are in fact watching The Dorkening. Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. Hi, I'm Lou Ferrigno. You're watching The Dorkening. And you know what? You don't like me when I get angry, so don't get me angry. You better keep watching The Dorkening. Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose, and you're watching The Dorkening. Hey guys, it's Courtney Palm. We're shooting Death House, and you're watching The Dorkening. This is Anthony Michael Hall, and you're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned, my friends are going to show you what entertainment's all about, baby. The Dorkening. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the Loudest Sports Show, brought to you by The Dorkening Network and by Deadly Grounds Coffee. We are the Amigos, the Ray Hall Trio, the Sports Triumvirate, and along with Slash is the Ice Queen and MA Extreme. We are the greatest sports talk team you have ever seen. And not only that, we are live tonight. We are live and in stereo. How are you guys doing tonight? We got we got Dave the Kardashian Dragon. How you how you doing? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good, ready to go. I'm excited. Let's get it going. We got Dan, don't call me Danny Spencer with his uh, sunglasses inside. Well, I, I wear my sunglasses at night because I can. And <laughs> chewing on a, I'm hoping that's a candy necklace because she keeps uh, popping teeth out left and right. We have Emma Extreme. Hi. <laughs> How you doing tonight, girl? How you doing, Emma? What's your day like? How you doing? What's new? Nothing. Look at that outfit. Oh, dude, she's balling. She's like a mix between like somebody out of the St. Patrick's Day parade and the dude, and like just she's got it kind of all going on. It's like a good hybrid look. And that's not a candy necklace. That's a regular necklace that her father would prefer was not in her mouth. Yeah, unless it was candy, which it's not. And making her triumphant return back, it is Slashes the Ice Queen. I've got a Tamagotchi. She did. She got a a, a oh, uh, Hello Kitty Tamagotchi. And uh, we already have some folks. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Oh, oh yeah, okay. In stereo. Yes, thank you, uh, Boss Rush Mode. Uh, Boss Rush Mode, uh, a goalie himself and a very big fan of uh, our NHL preview show today. So yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. Is the live episode we're yes, doing? The- I'm so excited! Hockey is back, hockey, which is good because we keep uh, having and NBA we're games so canceled. We're long for this, so uh, we're excited, and we're going to be doing a bunch of previews, predictions, and we got some bonus questions that these guys don't know about. Uh, not even Slash just knows about it, and uh, he lives here with me. But we're going to start off with our opening face-off. Uh, Dave, I'll kick it. Actually, no, Emma. I'll kick it to Emma first. Emma, when you are watching games or you're watching wrestling, either live or on TV, 
What kind of snacks and drinks do you like to have? Um, Daddy said last night I could have um, what? Honey roasted peanuts. Honey roasted peanuts with caramel popcorn. Basically, homemade cracker jacks. We didn't care if we ever got back. And milk. What do you What do you like if we What do you like when we go to plays? We go to wrestling or we go to games. What do you like when we get when we go there? Oh, I mean red drinks. Red drinks? <laughs> what do you eat? Um, I eat popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. that's the stuff right there when you're live. And sometimes and you, you get an ice cream. Correct. Can't lose with ice cream. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. We'll move on to uh, Dan. So, Dan, what do you like? Uh, whether you're at home or you're uh, out in the, uh, in, in the real world. In, under, under normal circumstances, being out in the real world, I mean, in in stadium, pretty much anywhere, even though the prices are astronomical and it's basically like taking out a small business loan, uh, I'll go with, with beers uh, for drinks and food. I, I tend not to go with a lot of food in the stadium, but if I do, you know, I, I will say, especially when I'm at Fenway, I like the, the shelled peanuts, especially because mm. at Fenway, you don't have to, you just crack them and leave them. It's like eating a Texas roadhouse. So that's always nice. Um, but when I, I will say, though, just just a personal experience is I, I've, I've been at a tailgate that uh, one of my buddies business has, thro has thrown the last few years. So that's that's where it's at. If I had every every game experience like that to have a tailgate with unlimited like oysters and shrimp and an open bar, that's where it's at. But generally, most of these things are taking place at home. And it all depends on the season. If it's if it's baseball or if it's you know early basketball or late basketball season, we're going barbecue stuff. Mm. But generally, I, I will say sports days. My my main ones that I'm cooking for are going to be football, and for the most part, those are going to be crock pot days. So whether it's chicken or pork or what have you, pulled chicken, pulled pork, whether it's a you know a vegetable, whatever it is, like a nice hot crock pot meal served over some rice or if it's pulled pork or chicken over some nice rolls that's usually where it's at then i'm mixing screwdrivers and uh shots of tequila at home that's where it's at dave what about you there kardashian dragon i mean lately uh nothing like a good cheese pizza oh my god i watched home alone it's all I've wanted is a nice cheese pizza, but that's not when you go to the games for me i mean i've been a I've been to so many Celtics games. I've never been to a Patriots game because I don't like them. doesn't make sense. I don't feel right in that arena. I wouldn't feel right in the stadium. But Red Sox, I've been to more Red Sox games than anything else that I've ever been to. And there's nothing like a Fenway sausage outside in the cart. Five dollars, you know what I mean? There's nothing like a Fenway yeah. sausage. Sausage, five, king. Like eight, sausage king. No, I mean, whatever. Even still, I mean, it's uh, I mean, right. I remember going when we were younger. I think the price has gone up over the year. Yeah, it's probably ten bucks now. I mean, if, we if will we will get a sausage even if we're not going to a game. Like if we're, yeah, like, yeah. we're going to a concert, like if we're at the Ooh. House of Blues, we will get a sausage. Yeah. See, see, you just can't bring it in though. That's the only thing. So you got to eat it quick. You but you get it on the way home. Walk into the way to play it though, or on when you get there, walking around Lansdowne. You know, if it's a Sox game, I'll play it like start off at the House of Blues. Tie a nice buzz on, walk out of there, get a sausage, walk into Fenway with the sausage and kind of nurse that some mother for a while. That's where it's at. Yeah, I never was allowed to bring it in. I don't know, whatever. I eat it afterwards anyways. But, yeah, no, definitely the best way to go for me, I think. 
I mean, you, nachos are just like, eh. You know, it's like crap cheese. You never get like good quality fries. Cheese. No, I'm not a big tangy guy. I'm not a fingers, nuggets, tender guy. Eh, not really. So I don't know. Because you're, you're not six. They suck. <laughs> yes. So slashes. Be surprised. I know what you like. yeah, with your hammer chicken Slashers, I know what you like because we tend to go to games together. So I'll let you start and then I, I will uh fill in any blanks that there might be. So, well, there's a couple of different things. So I do want to touch on Dave's nachos. Though. Well, I, I will leave the nachos okay. to you. Um, but there's a couple of things. So first of all, if we're watching a game at home, we really only do stuff if it's like a big game. So if it's like a, 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 a matchup that we're really looking forward to, or if it's you know, playoffs, playoffs or yeah. whatever, well, usually Mexican's always really good. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm a huge wino, so wine is always involved. Um, sometimes pizza, sometimes you, your, your typical like takeout. Um, pizza is a solid go to for any game, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, if it's up there in the playoffs, usually something sparkly and sushi, yeah. Stanley Cup, sushi yeah. for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Where's the um, sushi come from? Osaka, nice, yeah. Shrewsbury, it's good stuff, yeah. Osaka, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a takeout. Um, at the game, so I'm not usually a beer drinker, but there's something about drinking beer in a specific venue that just feels right. So, like drinking yeah. beer at Fenway Park, or the it garden. just feels right. Yeah, the drinking, garden. Like, and it's it's something that like I, I I don't crave beer. I don't usually like it, but there's something about being in those specific venues where I'm like, I really want a beer in my hand right now. I mean, I might get one and nurse it for however long it takes me to drink it, but like it just it just feels right and we don't usually get food inside the venue we're a big uh either eat beforehand someplace around the venue Hit up the or, floors. or eat after you know around the venue but um i i will let patsy talk about those nachos that we had that one time so the last time we went to uh bruins game was for your uh 34th birthday so 2019 I thought you were going to say 20 years ago. <laughs> I was trying to remember. No, you are an immortal eldritch god, and your age has no meaning because time is irrelevant uh, beyond the stars. Um, they really upped their game at the garden when it comes to concessions. It's just so, when, they, when they renovated everything a couple of years ago, they updated a lot of the, not all of them, but a lot of the food stands. Surrounded. Healthy, healthy wraps, homemade meatball. I remember Cam sitting there reading those right after they had the, uh, the strike with him reading all the different options of what they were going to give people for the first game back. Homemade meatball, healthy wrap, mountain drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Brilliant. we've got two beers and nachos. And the nachos, it, they had like shredded beef on them or was it chicken whatever, whatever it was it was so good like they weren't the, the crappy essentially munchables nachos that you Melted normally cheese get whiz, yeah uh like you know some tortilla chips with a piece of with a, like a piece of uh craft single melted on it um, it was so good like it was restaurant high-end mm -hmm. restaurant quality it was that good uh, so I will say the nachos have significantly improved, but number one is the sausage after the game. Like if we're at Fenway, oh, yeah. then, even if if we're just on Lansdowne Street, like we're leaving the House of Blues because we went to a concert, 
we're we're hitting up the sausage stand. Like that's just Chandler, the way. I was I was I was with that for the most part previously until they opened the sales down at the end of the road. And then once there was sales right next to Fenway and they sold beer, that's that's always my go-to right after. So I'm not a couple minutes early and get like a quarter 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 of a pizza slice. Yeah, I'm not a big salad guy Hell yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say I'm not a big beer guy. So leaving the, you know, I'll have my one beer during the game, and then, you know, I'll, uh, you know, a, a dog or whatever at Fenway. I will say, what about- oh, we, we want to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The food that they serve in the luxury boxes, so freaking good. Never bad. Yeah, Never tell, bad. Tell, tell about your uh, your uh, uh, company trip. See, they did uh, before I started working at the lab. Uh, every year they did like this big company thing, and as soon as I started, they stopped doing it. Well, no, that was that was before. <laughs> you, that was before. Uh, huge Christmas parties are not so economical these days. But anyways, um, yeah. So we found ourselves in a luxury box. This was back in two thousand nine at a Celtics game, and it was pretty freaking awesome. All you could eat, all you could drink in the luxury box. It was incredible. Well, like, you know, some of that, the, the best seafood I've ever had was in that luxury box. They had, you know, a bunch of different appetizers and pick and choose type stuff. And they just, the food just kept coming. I mean, the drinks were flowing too, but I mean, every five minutes, it felt like another, you know, waitstaff person was bringing in something else for us to eat. Like uh, we just, we did not go hungry that night, but and you, yeah, you they, uh, charmed the, the championship ring off that guy's hand. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've the was it two thousand eight? It was the 08 championship. Yep, so championship they had just rings. gotten yep. their rings, uh, and so the guy working in the in the stand, she's like, "Oh yeah, check it out!" And she showed me, she sent me a picture of of her wearing yeah, the Celtics the, ring. The guy, so they, you know, obviously, <laughs> like the teams have the opportunity to give the rings to pretty much whoever works for them behind the scenes. They and do, the yeah. Celtics were pretty uh, yeah, they generous all the, the, with the rings that they were giving. So the person like that, the, he was like head of the concierge or whoever he was, had a ring and he was wearing it. And everyone, they, they even brought the trophy in for us too. We got to t- touch that and take pictures the of Larry that. Larry O'Brien Memorial. Um, but he, you know, was showing off the ring, but he wasn't like letting anybody, you know, people were like, oh my God, can I, can I wear it? Can I take a picture with it? He was like, well, you could take a picture of it. And somehow, miraculously, I managed to get it off of his finger and onto mine and took some pictures with didn't it. Didn't you get it? Uh, he gave me his, I didn't ask for it. He gave me his number. Yeah. Still got it. Well, this is we had, we had been dating for like three months at that point, so I don't want to get what I want. Oh, three months, really? Oh, geez. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's pretty solid. Uh, you know, anybody watching, if you want to chime in with uh, with what you like to watch during game or what you like to eat or drink during games, uh, please do. Now I'm hungry and I want nachos. Uh, so normally at this time we would uh, take a quick break, but what we're going to do, we're just going to get right into our NHL preview stuff. So. Uh, because uh, Ash is on a uh, time crunch, so we're going to uh, just get right into But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up one of our uh, bonus questions that you guys are not aware of. So the first thing we're going to do is this one. If the Bruins are floundering at the trade deadline, should they trade David Krejci or Tuka Rask, both of whom are up at the end of the season? Dan, I will start with you. 
I'd say I've heard this 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 specific scenario for both of them floated out there every year for probably the past six years. Remember after they signed Crazy, the time to trade Tuka is the time to trade Crazy because of how much money he makes. Even though they're running up, I know that, but somebody else is probably going to pay him. But I I don't know. I don't see why not if they're running up if their contract's about to run. It makes sense, but I'd say with Rask, I mean. It all depends on which side you really land on him because, I mean, what's the backup plan? Uh, I mean, what's what's the contingency of somebody that's going to be as effective as him? I mean, somebody that he, he might be a pain in the ass and come off as a bitch sometimes, but he still performs at a high level pretty consistently. So, I mean, it, it, it all depends. I mean, it, you could go either way, but I, I probably would. I mean, it may be time because, you know what, I don't know that he's at this point – the guy to get anything done because if he was, he would have by now. Mm-hmm. And the same with, same with Gracie. I mean, that he, he has his moments, but I don't know that he's as consistent of a performer at his high level as you want for the kind of money that he's making when you compare it to other guys that are, you know, the highest, highest paid players on their team. So I will say it, this for it should, be, it should be a consideration if the, if the hall is right, basically. Is right. I will say this for Krejci. Uh He is, uh, perennially among the league leaders in the playoffs in scoring. Yeah, yeah, but they, you know, I mean, even on even on years when they lose. So I mean, right. It, so I mean, if if the say the Bruins are out of it because of whatever reason, you know, injuries or inconsistent play, um, and some team looking to make you, wants a He's, wants a veteran center. Is he a system guy or is he not, though? That's another thing, too. I mean, he's always put in, you know, really good positions. I mean, there would be people that would say, they, oh, they should have put this guy next to him or they shouldn't have put that guy next to him, and it's not advantageous to, you know, how he plays. But still, I... He was I, doing the same thing with Stonehand Lucic next to him. Yeah, nobody was calling him Stonehand Lucic when he was in town. No, no, we, I, I was. was. And, and no, you were and not. Was you yeah, were I, not. Yeah, Please. Did I or did I not talk shit about the goddamn side of the, how many times he missed the open net the last few years of his career here? No, that's true. That's true. Mm. I, I honestly oh, would have yeah. thought, yeah, I, I thought that you would have went against him too, yeah. <laughs> nobody oh, was talking shit. Never you. Heard nobody. No, it's so, so true. So, yeah, whatever. What can I say? general consensus. His last, his, his last few years here, nobody was saying that. Nobody was. Everybody loved, dude, you can't trade Lucic, guy. Come on. He's a hot hitter. He's a grinder. He's a hot of the team. Get your buddy from Boston. <laughs> so, Dave, what about you? Do you trade uh, crazy? <laughs> so, here's the thing, though. They just probably won't do a trade, whether they should or not. They just don't do trades. They that's, never make trades. That's not true. It's not the same. The Celtics don't make trades. Big guys like that, I just don't see them going anywhere. They wouldn't. Even if they're playing bad, they'll still try to hold it together. They make moves. Yeah. Goalies are a premium. A good goalie is a premium. I'm not going to trade for a goalie, but I mean. Get rid of crazy. Let them halfway through the that. season, and you got to create that. I don't know. It's hard to change a team halfway through a year. No, I'm but saying, what I guess if, they're doing, if they're down yeah, and they're out of bad, shot. Yeah, it makes sense. Let them go for nothing. Only because these two guys are up at the end of the no, year. No, no, exactly. You never. It's the same with them. You never want to let somebody go that you could possibly but a goalie have them walk and lose and not get anything back for it. So yeah, I'm not, say, I, don't I, know, think they should, I think they should. I don't think they will, in my opinion. Great, great, an easier, easier trade to make. Than, oh yeah, 
than rats. I love making Man, moves. Sure. I do it all day. It's all I do in NBA and, but, but and NFL, anything. I just make moves. So it's like all he's a linchpin until he gets diarrhea oh, yeah. and can't play in the you know in the deciding yeah. game of the season. But you know, I mean, what it is what it is because in in the in the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you get the Olympics. Sometimes you get the trots, man. You know, you can't go. I mean, I know the playoffs are on the line, the season's on the line, but uh, you got the squares. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> but still, you know, even that being said, he's still a premium player. I mean, that is it's undeniable. It's undeniable. Yeah, he'll be in the best in the conversation, but we'll get to he that. Always, he usually is. He usually so, is. And the, and the worst part was they were doing so goddamn good before the. Before the break last year, before the whole pandemic nonsense hit, like, and and if and that's the thing too. I don't. I think the likelihood of them being in the lower echelon, they got rid of Tory Krug and they got rid of your favorite dead weight Chara. So I mean, what do they lose? Shouldn't they be better now? Well, you uh, getting rid of Tory Krug is not. Uh, 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 Oh come on, action. He no, I don't think that's uh, he, he. Okay. You think he added as much that they lose him, and that's going to alter the makeup of the team and the direction that they can go? I don't think so. No, but he was. I don't think he. He was good, and he's only twenty nine, and he played significant power play minutes and penalty kill. Yeah, so did Chara. So did Chara. He was. He's part of the number yeah, one penalty Chara kill. Was liability. Except for when he was on the penalty kill, which is also important. But if you're going to say that. Troy Krug was, you know what I mean? Didn't they have the, the worst penalty kill last year or no, something, though? No, they certainly did not. They were the best team in the before the break. No, I thought we were talking about that. Yeah. They didn't do good with him on it or something. No, no he said he was an icing liability. In general. Just because oh, two okay. guys play, play, on the same, uh, play on the same special team squad doesn't mean they have equal skill. Like No, but if one guy does better, I mean, I, it's something to be said for that. Yeah, and Krug was way better. Yeah, like, Krug's right. not great. He wasn't way better. Dude, Krug wasn't yeah, way better than anybody. Yeah. He wasn't way better than anybody. You might have been way better than Char. A couple of steps. Nah, he wasn't way better than anybody. Krug's All right. right. So, Slashes, same question to you. Do you trade Krejci or Tuka? You trade Krejci. You keep Tuka. Okay. Tuka's one of the best goalies in, in the NHL, Period. Period. Like, Krejci, I, I mean, I, I hate to say this because I do like the guy. I appreciate him being on, on oh, yeah. the Bruins. Alternate captain. He's replaceable. He's replaceable. He doesn't put up remarkable numbers. I can't believe the paycheck. I never could believe the paycheck. I never had I mean, yeah, anybody like, on that team. Yeah, he's it not never made any sense to me. Never made any sense to me. And it I doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. For for what you're you're spending on him, the the output versus the input just doesn't match up. It doesn't. Right. I think they're wasting too much time and effort and money on him. And I'm really surprised. And now, and and this is nothing against the guy. Like I said, I, I do think he's a you know fantastic player for the most part. He's had some really great seasons, but I mean, I he's just not he's not performing like he used to. He's not consistent enough. And sometimes you can't even keep the guy healthy. Yeah, he he has gotten uh, dinged up quite a bit last quite year. Quite a bit. The quite best, a bit. The best ability you know, is it's, it's like he's, been, he's been out more than he's been in. You know, the most important stat in sports is, availability. is games played. That's the most important stat. Is the game best ability. Because you can't do it if you're not. You can have all the talent in the world. If you're not out there, it don't matter. 
Right. You know, decent forwards are a dime a dozen these days. You know, there there are a lot of decent centers, decent wings out there. Good goalies, not so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know that I would necessarily agree with that. So, and this is nothing to say about Krejci. You know, behind the scenes, I know he's really important to the locker room. They feel the energy is that he, he gives off. Is he? I mean, he, he has the A. Yeah, he is an all yeah, no, I know. But I, I would I would say I would say that these guys are more like twelve or ten cents. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah. what are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Like, what am I talking about? I said I literally said the exact same thing that she said. I was just I, I said a dime a dozen. I said twelve or ten cents. Yeah, yeah, I, but I said I said a decent yeah, center, a decent forward. He's a dime a dozen. He's a dozen. He hasn't been great. He's been he's been decent. See and I, and he's decreasing in value year after year. Only oh, because of his country. Yeah. He's still he's younger no, than Bergeron. No, not at all. Hey, every year that goes by, they get worse, right? Every year that goes by, they get worse. That's your point. That was your thing. Here's the thing. You know, they've made some minor changes, you know, but they don't completely overhaul the team. I, I feel like they need a it's needed. It's needed. They need a guy who's gonna get in there and just score these goals. And I know they have pasta. But like right now, we're gonna start the season without Pasternak. Stars win games. I agree. They need a star. Stars win games. It's just how it goes. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah, no, not, not in the NHL. They don't. Saying, they score goals and put you in a better position. Yeah, but you can have Ovechkin and not win. For but you can also you won one championship. His entire career. Always really good. They're always good every single year. What I said was you can have Ovechkin and not win for a decade, which is what happened. And then and then he pushed through it. He's thirty-six. Been in the league for 17 years and he leads the league in score. He's number two in goals all time behind Gretzky, and he's got Which, one ring. Right. And it's from two years ago. Proves my point. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. He's still nasty. He's not necessarily related to anything. Well, Dave, the NHL is not the NBA. I get it. I get it. You're still going to do better if you have better players. Is, is that not. You could have a bunch of media. You could have a bunch of media. Twenty eleven, the Bruins did not have the best team. They didn't have the most talented offense. They didn't have they had a hot goalie. That's, That's what it. they had yeah. when they won the rank. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, absolutely. And they you know what? As, as much as I think they should keep Tuka, I would love to be proved wrong on this. I don't think he has that kind of run in him. He needs talent around mm. him. It's not gonna be a He's not going to be the reason that you win a cup is that he gets hot and goes crazy and all this, because I think, I think he's kind of soft in several different ways. I wouldn't trade him. And a goalie is again, a premium goalie is where it's at, but I don't know. I don't think he can do what Thomas did. I don't think he's gritty enough. If that makes sense. No, there's not, there's not a whole lot of guys that can, and you very rarely see it. Usually it's a, it's a, it's a whole team, but like you know, the Kings with Jonathan Quick a few years ago. Oh, dude, Quick's, like, you know, Quick, that's a great example. Quick's not that great. 
What has he done since? Jack shit, nothing. Like, right. You know what like, I mean? He got Good. caught is what I'm saying. Like, he got right. caught. I don't think Tuka has it in him. I don't think he has the mental toughness to do it for Ed. That's no, just, that's he's, been, he's been in the finals three times. Oh, the, the opportunity has been served up to him on a not even a silver. It was like a platinum flatter a couple times. Like, bro, all you gotta do is just don't do fuck this up. Cup. Like, just like, don't, just don't fuck this up. Getting hot is and not like a up. hockey thing. That's in every sport. If you have a hot right. goalie, a hot player, a hot right, pitcher right. in baseball, it does It's the same thing. It's, it's apples in football. It's, so. No, it's not. It is it's not. If you're in baseball and you guys are hitting hot. You're going in the playoffs. You're going to play well. Right. Football, you're playing well before the playoffs. You're going to play well. Basketball, you're rolling. So, hockey, you have a few games. The Bears won four straight going into the playoffs. How'd that's, that work? That's not, that's not true. They lost in week 17 to the Packers. So. The difference with baseball and hockey, though, is that the same pitcher's not going every year. All I'm saying is the, the hot thing doesn't every. really uh, just apply to hockey is all I'm saying. Right. It's not like right. goal. Hot goalie with, with a mediocre team can win. Absolutely. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Look at Blake Snell. He was playing really well last year for the for the uh for the Rays. The coach has fucked it up. I mean, just because you have well, you're killing it right now. Well, time to sit down, big guy. The, the stats say you should be on the bench, so sit down. And they 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 threw the word series away. That's that's too much analytics. So we've got we've got some stuff. So slashes, uh, take away what we've got. Break down the season for us. So this season is a little different than previous seasons because it's been cut short because of COVID. And with COVID protocols, you're seeing a change up of divisions. You're going to see new matches, and we're going to get that in, in to that in a moment. But this season in particular is a 56 game regular season, which begins tomorrow, January 13th. Um, then. They are. Oh, this must be something you added. Yeah, they're considering wearing uh, patches on their jerseys from sponsors, kind of like what the uh, NBA does, because they're projected to lose a billion dollars, which also ties into. Sounds sounds like a smart play. Sounds like a smart play. That's crazy. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it, but, you know, you got to make money. Make more money when you do. Why wouldn't you? So. The NHL is introducing, in lieu of a Winter Classic, because Winter Classic usually happens on New Year's Day, the NHL outdoors at Lake Tahoe. So Saturday, February 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, you'll have the Golden Knights versus the Avalanche. And Sunday, February 21st at 3 p.m. Eastern time, you'll have the Flyers versus the Bruins. I think that's fantastic. Uh, it'll give fans, a ch- and they're talking about fans actually being there because it's an outdoor venue. Well, I should say it's not a venue yet. They're going to create a venue for it. Yes. Um, but I love the outdoor uh, series that they do anyways. I think it's really cool that they give these players the opportunity to skate in different places where they wouldn't necessarily be able to skate like Fenway park, Lake like Tahoe. Gillette stadium, like Lake Tahoe. And for, you know, a, a hockey fan, like a lot of these players get their start playing backyard hockey on the local, hockey. yeah. Frozen pond. So it's kind of a, a callback to that, which I think is going to be pretty, pretty fantastic. <laughs> Fun to watch. Um, the trade deadline for this year is April 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. The last day of the regular season is May 8th. That's so quick after a, the trade deadline. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it comes up pretty fast. Uh, playoffs start tentatively May 11th with Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, if needed, on July 9th. So that's those, like the last day yeah, of the season. Yeah, so those that last July two 9th. dates are subject to change. But yeah, so they're looking to end the season on the 8th. They're looking to start playoffs on the 11th and have July 9th be the final day of the Stanley Cup Finals if necessary. Which, you know, I, I think they're predicting having a normal off-season, normal-ish off-season. Because and they have the able to, Right. There's that. So we're going to, you know, Which is like a week release later. the Kraken. We're yep. going to see the Kraken uh, as an official team next season. But I think they're planning on trust. They want to start next season, the 21-22 season in a normal fashion. They're hoping that they can kind of get back into the swing of things. So that's why this season is so short to kind of accommodate for everything. So opening night, so that is tomorrow, January 13th, we have the Penguins versus the Flyers, the Blues versus the Avalanche, the Canucks versus the Oilers, the Canadians versus the Maple Leafs, and the Blackhawks versus the Lightning. Oh. Which, oh. I mean, some of those matchups are fantastic. What a hell of a way oh. to kick off the hockey season. Blackhawks versus Lightning. The Lightning going to win that like 8-2. to two. You know, but I, oh. and, and, and some Not of the prediction. Is that a prediction? Well, considering the Lightning just won the Stanley Cup and the Blackhawks lost their best 1-1A player and their top rookie and their goalie, um... <laughs> That that's it's gonna be a. a, a I marked goal. it. I marked it eight to two. Got it down. I don't know if it's you know that's gonna be the final score, but you I just said that was gonna be the final score. I you said did like eight to two. Uh, everyone says like. I don't believe. It. I'm ready to see what happens. It's it's gonna be. If, got, if it was eight to two, you'd be like. I called that. Well, I said like Tell me you would. No, no. If, you got, if it was eight to two, he'd say, see. We'll see. I see. I'm, in, I'm excited. And we'll then see. it would be that. I, 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 I would be surprised. I would be surprised. Yeah, I'm not betting. No. I would be surprised if the Blackhawks scored two, but I'm giving I'm giving Patrick Kane some So what's the score? Credit. So what's I have no score? idea, but I think the, the Lightning would have blown them out. Oh, they do lines in hockey? Like, of course they yeah, do. Of course yeah, they do. I'm saying, like, up to, like, six. You think the team would get, like, six goals? I don't think so. That's insane. No, they'd give them, like, how long Just like everything else. Three. They take everything into consideration. Yeah, three would be a lot, I feel three like. Three would All be right. a lot. I'm just wondering. Three. I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's a lot of goals. I, whatever whatever it is, I would take I would take the, the lightning giving pretty much whatever it is. <laughs> Because uh, this is a that's a huge disparity, a d- huge disparity in talent mm-hmm. between those two teams. Um, so give like behind us, yeah. You were in slow motion just We've got some uh, division realignment, and you were you were talking about you don't like the uh, the sponsored names. Well, I it's so I get it again because the NHL has lost a lot of money and the NHL isn't as money hungry as the NFL. I think the NFL is the most money hungry, you know, of of all the sports 
things, um, you know, and the NBA can uh, be as well. But, you know, I, I, I get it. Like, I get it. I just hate the fact that these new divisions, and granted, you know, for right now, this is only for this season. It's not going to, you know, hopefully next season will be yeah, able we hope. to you know, <laughs> go back to, to normal. But we have four new divisions this season. And what's kind of cool is these new divisions will kind of reignite some old rivalries while sparking some new ones. Yes. So starting with the North Division, the Scotia North Division, we have the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, all so Canadians. It's much all Canadians. Like that's pretty. And, that's that's pretty exciting. I'm not gonna lie. And it's the only uh, division with only seven teams. You know, and this is going to well, but I mean, it makes sense because they they realign these divisions in order to try to cut down on on travel time, cut down on you know potential uh, COVID stuff. So you know, it it makes sense that there you is, would keep our international teams. <clears throat> No, there is a uh, yeah, like you keep all the Canadian teams in Canada. The Great White North. I will say the Honda West Division has one team that just like uh, I kind of feel bad for them because they're going to have to do a lot more traveling. They should have called the Scotia North Division the Justin Trudeau Special. The Tim Hortons. <laughs> the Tim yeah. Horton Cup. Um. So we have the Honda West Division, which consists of the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Colorado Avalanche, which looks sick this year, the LA Kings, the Minnesota Wild, the San Jose Sharks, St. Louis Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Minnesota being the one team that's not kind of all bunched up in, you know, that Arizona, Nevada, and California corridor there. Well, St. Louis is kind of far out as well, but at least they're kind of on the same level, like the same parallel. Like, they just kind of fly left, and they'll they'll be fine. So that brings us to the Discover Central Division, which consists of the Carolina Hurricanes, the Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this this division is nuts because it has the two Stanley mm-hmm. Cup finalists in the same division, yeah. which is unprecedented uh, in modern sports. You know, back yeah. in the day, there was only like eight teams. Yeah, like, you know, that happened all the time. But now, usually it's, you know, East versus West, North versus South, you know, AFC versus NFC. You know, it's there's always a, a, a differential as far as location goes. Mm-hmm. But this is nuts. Like, this is going to be... Uh, this is going to be one to watch because you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So six, six of those eight teams uh, were in the play-in and playoff games last year. That's pretty crazy. Which is that's going to be nuts. Yeah. yeah. And that brings us to the Mass Mutual East Division, which consists of the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabers, the New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers. Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Washington Capitals. Now, this is going to be interesting because you have, let's see, the Bruins, 
the Islanders, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals, who were all so another team, another division with six of last year's playoff game uh, teams. So the top four teams in each division will make the playoffs just as it used to be from 1981 to 1993 mm -hmm. when the divisions were named the Norris, Smythe, Patrick, and Adams divisions, which makes a little more sense. Now, three of those I know are uh, currently trophies, the Norris trophy for the uh, best defenseman, the Conn Smythe as the uh, playoff MVP, and the Jack Adams award as the best coach. I don't know the Patrick, uh, uh, and I should be familiar with that. But uh, did Campbell Soup at least sponsor the Western Conference? No, I don't think <laughs> they did. And there is no West. It's North, South. There's a West. I'm sorry, North, West, East, and Central. There's no South. Right, no South. East, West, North, and Central, which is weird. Sounds like basketball. So, East, South, North Division. Next, Northwestern. We got another. Uh, so now we just went through all the divisions and the lineups uh, of the the realignment, I should say. Over under for the Bruins. Last year they had a hundred points in seventy games, won the President's Trophy. Over under seventy seven and a half points with fifty six games. Over. over, Dave. I'm Not going over. over. I'm going to go over. I'm going under because they're not going to have Pasternak for uh, a month. Well, you're a chump, okay? You're a chump to say that. You don't believe yeah. in your team. How dare you? I mean, they, I might, have, I they might have some. I, I don't have them. You don't deserve the to wear that jersey. Yeah, yeah. I don't have them. Wow. The division, so how's wow. that? I told you I am realistic when it comes to You don't have team. the Bruins winning their division? I do not. I do not have them winning the East. No, I do not. No, I don't. So, speaking so of gonna, which... Are you going to root against them this year? Or? No. So, speaking of which, now that, we, uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about who we think the playoff teams are going to be. So, I will go first because I have it at the ready, and you can go next, Slashes. Because uh, you and I, we have uh, a lot of similar uh, similar picks. So in the East Division, I have the Flyers winning that division because I think they are uh, young and hungry, and I think uh, they're going to be pretty badass this year. I got the Bruins, the Islanders, and the Penguins also in the playoffs from, from the East. In the West, I have the Avalanche winning that division. I have the Golden Knights, the Blues, and the Sharks. Central, I have the Lightning winning that division, which you kind of have to considering they are the defending champs. you got to give them that. The Stars, again, just in the Stanley Cup playoff, and I think they can weather not having uh, Sagan and Ben Bishop. Uh, the Blue Jackets and the Predators. And then in the North, I think the Maple Leafs win that division. Uh, I think the Oilers are close because they have just so much fucking offensive talent uh, that I think they can outscore some some teams in the regular season, but I don't know what they're going to do in the in the playoffs. Um, Flames and Jets. Now, out of those divisions, I think the final four teams, because I don't know how they're doing it. I think they're doing one through 16, and they're seeding them that way. 
which would make the most sense because again, you know, you'd have to the North play the central, the East play the West, you know, you're going to have to get into a bubble, like the whole thing again. Um, I have the Bruins coming out of the East, the avalanche coming out of the West, the lightning coming out of the central and the Maple Leafs coming out of the North. Now, this gives us a bunch of really interesting and fun potential matchups. Uh, Bruins Avalanche would be great. You have, you know, this old veteran team against this up and coming young team. Uh, the Maple Leafs against the Bruins. How great would it be for the Bruins to knock the Maple Leafs out of the playoffs? Like after all the strides that they've made, you know, just like they always have because the Maple Leafs are like, you know, the Cubs used to be like forever without a championship. Um, always will be. Bruins Lightning, that'd be a great matchup because those guys have had like some heated rivalry over the last couple of years, and the Lightning just knocked them out this past year. Um, I mean, even Avalanche Lightning, like that would be a hell of a matchup. Like those would be, those are some very talented teams with a lot of offensive firepower and strong defense. So that's my pick. Slashes, how about you? So. Final four in the East, we have the Bruins, the Penguins, the Flyers, and the Capitals. Final four of the West, we have the Golden Knights, the Avalanche, the Blues, and the Wild. Final four in the Central Division, we have the Stars, the Blue Jackets, the Lightning, and the Predators. And final four in the North, we have the Jets, the Maple Leaves, the Oilers, and the Canadians. Mm. I think the Canadians are, are going to be, uh, especially playing other Canadian teams. I think they're going to step their. Uh, it step all depends on what Carey Price shows up. Mm. No, that's true. That's true. But so I have the Bruins taking it in the East, the Avalanche taking it in the West, the Lightning taking it in the Central, and the Oilers taking it in the North. The Oilers look good. Yeah, they do. They Dry look Seidel really good. And McDavid. You know, I mean, oh. there are a few teams that are looking pretty promising already. Mm. Uh, the Oilers being one, the Avalanche being the other. Yeah, uh, both of those teams made some noise in the playoffs. And last a lot year. of uh, a lot of analysts are always are, are already saying that they predict the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, I think the uh, with the, uh, McKinnon getting the con five, there could be uh, there could be a, a scoring race between you know. Uh, McKinnon and McDavid or McKinnon and Dreisaitl, depending on who gets the upper hand in that. Because uh, I think Dreisaitl just got MVP last year. He did. Yeah. Uh, Boss Rushmode has presented us a question that we'll quickly get to before I get to your guys' predictions. Who is going to be the next Canadian-based team to win the Stanley Cup, and will it happen in the next five years? Yes, the Oilers. Yeah, pretty much. I guess. Edmonton looked good. You know, they have some studs on their team. They look shore really promising. Their, shore up that defense. You know, they've been they've been working on their team for the past few years. Oh, when you, you have know, like the number one overall pick like every fucking year, you should I mean, be pretty good. You know, they they've they haven't made much noise over the past few years, but I mean they looked good last year too. Yeah, give them, you know, they're getting some experience under their belt. You know, obviously they have the offense taken. You know, it's care like of. they, they took the time to build a team. And I think we're going to start seeing the reward of them taking that time to build that team. They've made some errors and they, you know, they've had to get rid of some of these guys. Uh, like Taylor Hall. Uh, he just didn't pan out for them, but you know, we've had a conversation about Taylor Hall in the past, but uh, uh, he says he thinks they'll just miss the five-year window. 
but he agrees that the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dan, who are your uh, who are your picks? Well, it's it's tough to say. I'm not as uh, well versed in, in a lot of these other divisions. So I, I was looking through them. I figure I'll kind of mix some stuff up here a little bit. Like I like Edmonton, <laughs> and Scotia North, and, and, and actually sold me on them. Quite frankly, um, Kings. Go with the Kings and the the Discover Central. Uh, I mean, I would say I would have to say Lightning as many as many uh, different options that there are. It's so weird the way they all got mixed up. Where as you kind of be more familiar with the way that things were set up before and kind of the divisions and the way they shook out and kind of who were the the power and it kind of mixes it up a little bit when you're putting everybody in these different bins. Uh, I'm gonna go with. The Boston Bruins and Mass Mutual East Division, which again I, I will say sounds like a basketball division. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's where I'm at. How about you, there, uh, Kardashian Dragon? Uh, I'm going to take the Blackhawks and the Central. Those are my boys. Uh, I mean. I applaud you for for you. Stay stay faithful. I will. I will. I root for my Chicago <laughs> team. Yeah, I almost picked Dallas Stars, but I gotta say go he Chicago picks Chicago unless Dallas is playing. Yeah, well, I really like that. So Chicago. Yeah, I was a fan, though. But uh, okay, East. I am gonna go uh, New York Islanders, team of the future. I say they did. They did just sign. Uh, they did just re-sign Matthew Barzal, but they mm-hmm. did lose Johnny Boychuk uh, to a career-ending eye injury. Well, he was old, whatever. Sucks right? for him, but I don't know. Uh, that old? He's 36. So that's from a, that's a quote from Heavyweights, though, by the yeah, way. Just so everybody knows. I had to explain everything. I had to explain it. Sometimes just in case they didn't know, all right? Let it flow. Uh, north, you know, North, I'm going to go with the Canadiens. Definitely yeah, you laugh the, at me. Definitely not the first uh, Canadian hockey team that's going to be winning a cup in time. You laugh at me, but whatever. We'll see what happens. And then I guess. In the West, uh, I'm gonna go. Is it, are they still the Anaheim Ducks? Are they still the Ducks? They are. Uh, still I'm, I'm going Ducks. No, no, I'm sure. like the, uh, the utter knowledge. There's just a sheer amount of hockey <laughs> really knowledge. There was a D. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe something changed. I didn't know about it. So. Did you guys know that Disney Plus is going to be releasing a Mighty Ducks TV series? With Emilio, with Emilio Estevez reprising his role. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so what we're saying is Disney's work. Disney is trying to use the uh, Cobra Kai formula on Mighty Ducks? I think so, yeah. Yeah, not a bad idea. They'll bring them they're all gonna over. Do, they're they're gonna, don't hate that They're going to do the Happy Gilmore. Somebody's going to take their skate off and try to stab a guy. They're going to resurrect Hans and have him command. Hey, maybe they can get Goldberg off the crack rock. We'll see what happens. You know? <laughs> hey, Hans, has, Hans has diplomatic immunity, okay? Yeah, he does. That he does. Ziguri! Ziguri! Yeah. Hans? Oh, dude! No. You Ian Thompson! He just hit the nail on the head. So the bad guy from the second one, the wolf, he'll be like the the, oh, he was the, the gi- he'll be the Johnny Lawrence. Who was the dentist? The, guy? Wasn't Gordon that Bombay's Ralph Macchio, the dentist. 
Oh, he was the oh, he was the wolf. Yeah, the funniest... gonna show up as the coach. Was, was the dentist? I was the funniest part about that movie is the third one when they're all start quacking with the new coach. And he goes, "What the hell is that? Cut that out right now! It's the fucking stupid idiots. What are you doing? What the hell is that? He's gonna yell at these little kids. And I don't want to hear about yeah, ducks. I want to hear about no hands. Oh either. god, that's great. That's hilarious. All right, let's all keep right. going. So let's uh, let's jump back to the. Do outline. you think the ducks quack in the locker room? I, at least three of them do. I would. At least three of them. All right. So the announcement that I know you have been dying to make. Patrice Bergeron has been officially named the Bruins captain. Tell him about this. Good for him. So this is exciting. This, I mean, it's we all knew it was coming. So well deserved. He earned it. You know, the difference between him and Chara is Chara had it in his contract when he was signed to the Bruins. You know, I will play for you, but I want to be your captain. He he took over the Joe Thornton role when Thornton went to San Jose. Um, Patrice Bergeron earned it. He earned this wasn't a contract thing. Like he's been playing for so long. Like he earned 17 it. years. He earned it. And and you know, he's only been playing for the Bruins. He's a he's a lifer. Like I just ah, oh, you know, it, it it's just it just it just fit. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. You're telling um, what you told me. Yeah, so there's this <laughs> video going around of I mean then there's some fantastic videos, tribute videos of, you know. Oh, I teared up uh, at the tribute video. The, the, these are the cat the you know previous captains leading up to, you know, Bergeron and you know him wearing the C and everything like oh, it looks so good. Uh but anyways, in the locker room this was I'm you know a, a team meeting that they were having. They were talking about, you know, this is something that we have to do. We've waited long enough. Uh, we would like to, you know, we're going to name our team captain. And they had a decoy jersey made up for Marshand, the 63 with the C, and gave the captainship, or gave the captainship. To Marshan, they called Marshan up, and you know there was somebody in there, obviously taking video, and the person panned over to Bergeron's face, who I mean, and granted, you know they were all masked, but like he just he was really stoic, like dude is such a team player. He did not look disappointed. He did not look let down in any way, shape, or form. He was all you like, know? "Mon Dieu, this is and bullshit." So uh, Marshan goes up. And he, you know, accepts the the jersey from Sweeney, and you know, Marshan's like, "Yeah, guys, you know this isn't real. <laughs> we all know who the team cat, the new captain is." You know, and they they call up Patrice Bergeron and give him his proper jersey, and you know, Bergeron gives a a nice little spiel and stuff but it was just it was just kind of funny you know they're all hugging and, you know, and stuff. i had nothing prepared oh yeah i had, I had nothing prepared so let me just read my speech i have yeah yeah surprise me. Oh, this is so unexpected yeah uh, yeah hold on a second it was really it was off the cuff you know sometimes bergeron uh he's gotten better with his no he doesn't sound like that um you know, he's, not, he's gotten better with his public speaking and stuff, but you could tell that he, you know, 
I think everyone kind of knew it. Everybody knew, even even you know, Chara like, said he should be the captain. You know, but uh, I I think it's it means something. It signals this new you know, a, a, a new Bruins team. I mean, I know it's not a new Bruins team, but, you know, sometimes a, a change in captainship is all that it takes. I uh, I want to add this in because uh, Ash and I both uh, were excited about this. Uh, the Bruins are retiring Willie O'Ree's number 22 on February 18th. He will be the 12th uh, person to have their number retired. He was the first black player in the NHL. Uh, all NHL players will wear, will wear helmet decals in celebration of the 63rd anniversary of O'Ree's first game in the NHL. And the decal features an image of O'Ree wearing his trademark fedora with the word celebrating equality. And I think this is a great time to, to do this. Um, well, and Long the anniversary of his first game, so like you said, it's the 63rd anniversary, but his first NHL game was January 18th, which this year just happens to be Martin Luther King yep. Day. So, you know, and they're going to be uh, observing that day as well. And I think it's a really great way for uh, a few years ago, the NHL started this thing where hockey is for everyone and which it is. And they do a lot of LGBT stuff and try to, you know, include everyone. So I think this is just kind of like the next step off of that. You know, a way to make a statement without beating you over the head with it, without, uh, it's almost like, it's just, it's just classy. Like, it's, it's really classy. It's a classy thing mm -hmm. to do. It's a nice thing to do. You know, a, a way to honor this person who, I mean, you know, the... Uh, baseball does it with Jackie Robinson. Yep, they retired his number uh, a while ago. So I, I think it's it's about time. It's fitting. It's appropriate. I think you know uh, <clears throat> people like to keep politics and sports separate, but at the same time, politics affects the people who are playing the sports that you're watching for entertainment. Therefore, it is political in a sense, and I think it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree completely. All right. So I'm going to do a quick twofer on these questions. So first one, this would be a quick one, and slashes, I'm going to start with you. Who will be Bruins MVP this year? Pasternak, when he comes back, I think uh, I, you know. I think the team is going to do well without him. They're going to win games, and we know this. We know that they can win games without him. But that top line moves so much better with him in it. Yes. the The dynamic of Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak it just works. It just works, and you really can't replace that Pasternak uh, a position with anybody else. I mean, you can. I obviously, mean, the dude they won will. the Rocket Richard. He, if they had a full season. <laughs> he Right. Like he had 48 he tied right. with Ovechkin. So, you know, he's uh he's he's healthy, healthier. Um, he's still not ready to play yet. He's practicing though. Yeah, he's supposed so to be out till February. So starting mid mid Yeah, but uh, I mean if you think about it, that's a couple weeks. Right, but he's <laughs> mid February, so about a month. But when they were talking originally about starting January first, it's like you know, now he's gonna be out six weeks instead of 
for like Martian wasn't supposed to be playing, but he's um, really but he's working hard. Already. You know, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in order to condition himself and build himself self back up so he can rejoin right like he really wants to join this team he wants to play with bergeron as his captain he's really excited for this season you know i think a they're just really excited to have a season in general because that was up in the air for the longest time but b he's just you know this is a game that he loves he wants to get back in it and he wants to play yeah so uh dave who will be the bruins mvp this year Rask. No, Rask. Dan? If Rask is their MVP, they're going deep. I'm going to say McAvoy. Yeah, I thought about I that. that to happen. I want it to happen. And not my favorite, but I, I think that would be – this would be such a huge spot. If that happened, then, again, that might be a symptomatic of where they're at. If he's the dude mm-hmm. and he's delivering on defense and showing what's what, they're in a really good spot. Just by uh, virtue of that, McAvoy and Grizzlick are going to shine in defense so. this year. I am. Uh, I am going to pick. Great. I'm going to pick Brad Marchand as my Bruins MVP. Always my favorite. Still my favorite Bruin. So hands down. With that, being said, with that being said, who will lead the team in goals and assists? Like together or separate? No, like who will lead in goals and who will lead in assists? Dave? Maybe the captain will do it this year. Maybe the C on his chair. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll do it. Which, which goals or assists? What? Goals, or, goals assists. or assists? Uh, goals. Goals. Assists, maybe, uh, Jesus. Uh, uh. Last year, Marshan led the team in assists, and Pasternak led the team in goals. Yeah, maybe Pasternak will lead in assists this year. That'll be interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah. Slashes. Pasternak in goals, and I think it's going to be a toss-up between Marshan and Bergeron for assists. You know, I'm going to go Bergeron for assists. I mean, he's a playmaker, anyways. I, I, I have a feeling that he's going to. Um, he takes this new captainship role really seriously and he's using it like he wants to he wants to be the same person which i get he doesn't want it to change him he doesn't want it to go to his head but he's such a natural leader to begin with i think it'll elevate his play but i think he will yes i i think he he wants to be a good example for his team and i think that it's going to elevate his play so um, I'm going to say Bergeron for assists. I'm going to go <clears throat> Bergeron and Marchand in assists. I think they'll be they'll be close, um, if not tied. Uh, and I think <clears throat> healthy and uh, rested and reinvigorated, Pasternak leads the team in goals. So, so we're almost done with our our previews. We just got a little bit left, and then uh, we will get to. <clears throat> Uh, we'll get to our predictions. So, Pasternak being out uh, for the foreseeable future, the forward lines will look thusly: uh, Marchand, Bergeron, and Jack Studnika, who played fairly well in the playoffs last year after coming up uh, out of Providence, not really getting any uh, any playing time. And you can't spell Studnika without Stud. Studnika. Uh, he just has a really is that, is that, that's NKA, right? 
N I C K A. That's one. Of, that's one of those twenty-five cent sports things. I love them. That's a good sports name. To me. Um, the second line will be either Jake DeBrusque or Par Lindholm, probably DeBrusque, especially because they just resigned him. Uh, with Krejci and Andre Kasha, uh, I'm looking for big things from Kasha. Like mm. he disappointed, and the one that I'm really upset with, uh, Nick Ritchie is back with uh, Coyle and. Uh, uh, Smith, that they just, the kid they just signed, Craig Smith, uh, the kid they just signed, uh, and then Anders Bjork, or oh, Bjork. Frederick kid, I don't know who he is, with Corral and Wagner. Losing uh, Nordstrom was big. I I, I liked that Nordstrom Corral Wagner line. Like they played really well together. I liked them a lot. Yeah, but, but Bjork. <laughs> uh... Bjork is is one to watch. I would put Bjork. I would prefer Bjork instead of the last two seasons. Everybody been looking for Bjork. Who I would else, put Bjork. Who else is like on the come? Like I, I'm not as familiar these days. Like with as the season goes on, you kind of hear about the comings and goings back and forth with. Uh, it's mostly. With, uh, no, league, no, I mean, I'm saying with the minor league team, like there's always all these names. Are there any names that you guys have heard that you read like that stick out or? Um, like, they're ready, like on the come, you know what I mean? Like right on Lozon. the ball. Jeremy Lozon. He's going to be more uh, than a couple times, yeah. Well, he's that's the defensive. Like right now, the the uh, defensive pairings are Lozon and McAvoy, uh, Grizzlick and Carlo, uh, Zaboral and Miller, who apparently looks really good after missing like essentially a year and a half with mm -hmm. all these injuries. He looks really good. And then John Moore and Connor Clifton. So two of those guys are going to be out. Uh, if I'm guessing, uh, probably Zaboral and Moore aren't going to be in. You'll probably have Clifton and uh, Miller as your third pair. I wouldn't hate that. No. Um, I would – to get back to what I was saying about the forward lines, though, I would rather have Bjork on the third line with Coyle and Craig Smith. No – Nick Ritchie, because that dude takes stupid fucking penalties at stupid fucking times. Well, here's... And I would rather have Nordstrom, Corrali, Wagner on my fourth line. I'm interested to see exactly, you know, what they did during this offseason. Because, you know, well, especially with a new captain, there are certain things that Bergeron doesn't stand for. Yeah, I... You know, and I'm. I know I'm. He did he's help not going get to... Martian under under control, right? But that's an issue, kid. He, he's somebody that's that's kind of been back and forth a couple of times. You no, know? Stadnika, is that what you just said? Stadnishin. Oh, Zach Stadnishin. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, starting the season uh, down in Providence, and uh, that, that, no, that's, that's what I was saying before, like. It was another You got Richie, you got Sinition, like Shen was around a couple times. I don't know. I think there was another kid that I don't know. Um, I haven't kept up much with the Providence Bruins. I don't know how they're looking right now, but I mean, you know, who's to say that somebody doesn't blow out of the AHL into the NHL? Oh yeah, no, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. what, the reason the reason why I bring this up, just the kind of climate we're in, where hey, injuries are a regular part of the game as it is, but COVID's now a part of the game. So people sitting, people trace, you know, contacting and all this stuff. Like it's, mm -hmm. I think that they might be dipping into Providence quite a bit. And I'm just saying those are a couple of names that we've seen back and forth from Providence. 
to the to the main squad a couple of times, like Sinition and the Richies and guys like this. We've seen a couple of times. Yeah, you know, ultimately get sent back down. But you know, I'm just curious to see what I, I don't I don't know too much about those dudes. But there's a lot of these familiar yeah, names. I think they got they have a pretty damn good farm system. I think historically, we so. do. Yeah, that's something I usually can you you can usually count on. I was thinking Sinition and Guy uh, with that. I keep calling him Guy Ritchie. Vakaninen, that's the kid I was trying to remember his name. Uh, Uro Vakaninen, who played a bunch of uh, a bunch for the uh, Bruins last year. Yeah, so, you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to worry about this. Like really, like Stabika was a he was he's listed on Providence roster, so there's there's really some mixed He's, got a, two, he's got a two way deal, but he's right now he's your top line forward, which shows you the faith yeah. that they have in that. Right. right. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. He can't be the only one. There's there, there's some studs, I think, in the making down there. So that's dope. And there's yeah. going to be back and forth with all this shit happening. Really People sitting sitting games and postponing oh, yeah. games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's happening in the NBA, it's going to happen in the NHL. It seems. I disagree. The, the NHL <laughs> is so much better about it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. The way they designed it with the divisions and everything, where it's not as you know, going coast to coast. I mean, who knows? I mean, I think that maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the answer because the bubble, you can't, you can't go. Nobody hey, wants to do it. Go play five months. They'll do it in the playoffs again, I think. Oh. If they get that far, Celtics are fucking postponed until tomorrow. Well, I think that's yeah, why the they tried game. to, you know, uh, they're being really special. Just keep it there. Yeah, it seems like a good play. I think they might have a good thing on their hands. I just don't yeah. think you can rule it out as something that might yeah. cause position within the within the roster. That's all. Yeah, and they're being really strict with their COVID protocol as well. Plus, you know, with hockey, you don't hear about all of these guys going out and partying and all of these other stories that you hear coming out of the, the NBA or the NFL. Yeah, nobody was inviting so, girls back to their place. Like, that's true. The, the fucking blues were having like video game nights and playing Nintendo know. 64. You know, Listen, and you're, I, you're correct, but if 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 the NHL was to not have any positive tests or no outbreaks, they'd be the only ones. Well, I mean, they've already had. I don't think the odds are with them that there's not going to be an outbreak. Oh, the odds, the the odds are the only teams that don't do it. Yeah, you have two teams in Florida. You have. Baseball, it happened in football, it happened in basketball. Let's hope it doesn't. So, so, around girls and drink. Come on now, let's be real. Let's be real. But I think they might have the best shot because of the way they sectioned it up. And the hockey player mentality is much different from uh, any other sport. Yeah, we're going to see. Hockey players don't like to get laid on the road. <laughs> well, let's be real. Come on now. Well, I mean, in all honesty, they play a lot of games. Yes, so the games to be playing, you know, with, with uh, but they're know. playing fewer games than NBA. Well, this is true, you know, and their their road schedule is a little different. But I, I think that you know the the veteran players do a really good job of keeping younger players in check. Yeah, and there's a lot of respect to be had in this in this you know. That's what it's a it's a different. So, so we're, we're saying that the NHL is so strict and buttoned down. With these millionaires out there on the road, they're not balling like NBA players. I obviously, so it's not. a lot different. It is nobody, a lot different. nobody in the NHL yeah. makes 
No it's not like balling out. Well, like I didn't that. say it's not going to happen. I said it's a I different. It's probably going to happen. It just it just seems inevitable. A different mindset and it's a different. It's a whole uh, different uh, mentality. Because these guys don't have guaranteed contracts. These guys can get fined. Like their union isn't as strong as the NBA. Yeah. Just like football players. What are you talking about? Not like NBA though. NBA is guys. Football is the most strict, and it happened to a million teams. It happened to the Patriots and the Browns and everybody for nothing other than going out to eat. Are, do hockey players not eat? Do they not go out to eat in restaurants? I mean, they have. It's it's a different. It's, it's a different news. mentality. It's, different it's not news. Yes, I know you said that literally twenty six times thirty seconds ago. Yep. It's not news that hockey players generally have a more laid back and less going out and partying uh, uh, kind of way of being than other professional athletes do. It's true. But it literally happened in every single other sport that's come back. So to think that these guys aren't going to go out to eat, that's what happened to Cam Newton. It ran through the Patriots because Cam Newton and one other dude went out to eat after after the uh, practice one night. So if that's what happened, you think that these guys aren't going to go to restaurants? Like, seriously. I know they have a different mentality. You don't have to tell me again because I understand. Hockey players are a different breed than all these other ones. They're not balling out and partying. But it doesn't take balling out and going to strip clubs and ordering fried chicken to do it. It's going out to dinner one night and inadvertently having it happen. Maybe wearing your mask out around your mouth and not your nose. Who knows? Who knows? But it's happened everywhere. In every walk of life and literally in every sport, there's been outbreaks. So to think that it couldn't happen because these guys have a different mentality. Silly. Yeah, you know, we weren't saying that it's not going to happen. You will not see the the you uh, won't see it as rampant as it was in baseball football that's naive, that's naive. we'll see but uh, i'm telling you it's, it's, it's not going to be remotely as as rampant as it was in the nfl yeah, the NBA. most of these other sports other than basketball is that outbreaks play outside so they play inside and they're in close quarters with you know a good amount of people more than more than there is out, out there on a basketball court so if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. I mean, let's, let's well, basketball is is a lot more compact, lot so less lot. physical, so less people getting into each other and having close nope. contact. Yeah, well, no, it's. Yeah. Already, I guess we'll 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 see. I think it's a good spot to just drop this and move a on. A rink is a lot bigger. Okay, well, I think it's a good spot to drop it and move on. We have so, other things to talk about. Football yet? So we uh. Bergeron is not the only new captain. No, we have two other new captains named heading into the 2021 season. Jared Spurgeon, defenseman for the Minnesota Wild. He's been with the team since 2010, uh, named captain before this season started. And Ryan O'Reilly, center for the St. Louis Blues, the 2019 Conn Smythe Trophy winner, named captain for the St. Louis Blues. Taking over for Alex Petrangelo, who who left in the offseason. Uh, Mike Gilbury is out as an analyst after his insensitive comments uh, in the playoffs last year. He got suspended, and now he is he is done after 14 years. Uh, is not being brought back. Corey Crawford this year signed a two-year deal, 7.8 million with the uh, Devils, and has decided to retire instead. He is a three-time champion with the Blackhawks. Um, so. Let's get into. I think I have one one more question, and then we'll get into our uh, our our. Um, no, I have two more questions. 
First is, if they don't trade them, who should be the priority to sign after this year? Krejci or Tuca? Tuca. Dan? Yeah, Tuca. Dave? If my prediction is correct, then yeah, it'll definitely be Tuca then. I think Tuca. Uh, depending on how he plays. And then uh, my last question, and uh, I, I am uh, I'm thinking yes on this one. Will Chara retire before the end of the year because of lack of playing time? No, he'll finish out. He won't retire before the end of this season. But depending on what happens with the Capitals as far as, you know, do they get into the playoffs? How long is their playoff run? How does he play? Um, how much does he play? Right. So, uh, you know, Chara is – or does he get injured? That should be the. Does Chara get injured? He generally does. He's generally healthy. I mean, the dude did play the Stanley Cup with a broken jaw. You know. Well, I mean, like he's. Uh, he's older now, but yeah, we'll see. That's how. Well, this is two, this is two years ago. He was playing with a broken jaw. Saying, I'm just saying. You know, he's Twitter. I don't think he'll quit. He's he's a he's a workhorse. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I don't you know. He comes from the, you know, a, a mentality where, you know, you show up and you do your job and you you, you do what's expected of you. You do He's from or an you Eastern are, or at least you, country. You try to do what's expected of you. You know, you 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 people are relying on you and you do not want to let them down. Yeah, if, if you have if you have the ability to And he's not going to let his, and, and, and we know these this as as Bruins fan, we know Char played for us for 14 years. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to let, like that that's like one of the worst things for him, you know, is is letting his team or, or feeling like he's let his team down. So he's not going to want to let his new team down. Now you know, uh, who's to say that he doesn't get injured and has to end his, you know, career or, you know, what, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, but do I see Chara retiring after this season of hockey, regardless of how long it is? Yes. Okay. That's fair. So now let's get into our, uh, let me just take that banner off because we don't need it anymore. Where'd it go? Chara retire. All right. So now let us get into our predictions for awards. So let's start off with uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw it over to uh, the Dragon and uh, and Dan. Uh, who is your pick for MVP, the Hart Memorial Trophy? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Who won it last year? Uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I, I will say, you know, if we look at it in a, in a different front, looks like uh, from, from what I've seen, Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche has best odds plus 550. What about that dude from the Islanders? Austin, I was going to say Austin, Austin, Matthews, Austin Matthews is behind him. The dude from the Islanders? No, no, no. He's on the Maple Leafs. Which dude from the Islanders? Oh, you said they got some good dude. I don't know. Well, no, I said they re-signed Matthew Barzal. I was going to say, Drysdale's on the uh, – he's uh, number, plus 1,000. Yeah, that's so, not right. Well, I mean, Drysdale plays with Connor McDavid, so. Which is also a help. He plays for the Edmonton. Islanders. Edmonton oh, Oilers. Yeah. I'm taking whoever the best player is on the Islanders. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Ashes? 
So I have Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche winning the heart. He won the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy last year. He looks really promising. I mean, the like I said, the Avalanche in general look really, 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 really good. But this kid's got it. I mean, he plays this with Landis Cog. Got it, and I think that we're going to see him kind of break out a little bit more this year. Gabriel Landis uh, when he got to that team at 19, he was named captain. So it's like, a good name too. God, a lot of good sports names in, in hockey. Uh, I, I also went with uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, yeah. but I have Bergeron. If the Bruins perform really well, I think it's going to be because uh, Bergeron is driving that. Uh, he might not put up all the stats, but it's going to be because he is driving that that bus. And uh, I have him as a he's dark a, horse. He's a playmaker. Next, the Art Ross Trophy for most points in a season. Who do you guys got? I, I, you know what? It's hometown bias. I'm going my share just because I picked him for both goals and assists. So he's going to just be racking it Who's up. Who's the other one? Austin, you said? Austin Matthews. Austin. Yeah, I'll, I'll take him. Okay. Who do you got? So I have Connor McDavid from the Oilers. So last year he had 97 points and finished second behind his teammate. Leon, I can't say that name. Drysidle. Drysidle, uh, who had 110 points. So combined, they almost uh, were uh, Gretzky's best season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that uh, Connor McDavid. I mean, those two alone. That's why you know I think that the Oilers have a really promising season ahead of them. Um, but I, I, I think that Connor McDavid is going. I mean, like the difference between ninety-seven and one ten, like that's really close. I mean, and it's if a lot of assists. It, that's they, really and close. they play on the top right. line. They, they, and the, they the play power with play. each other. You know, they play against. You know, uh, off of each other. And but but I think I think that McDavid's going to pull it out this year. I also picked uh, McDavid with uh, Marchand as my dark horse because I think Marchand could really light it up while they're, uh, especially against in that division. Where the, time to do it. It'd be a real good time to do it. The Capitals are are uh, putting in a a rookie goalie. They don't have Lundqvist because Lundqvist uh, 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 is sitting out the season with his uh, cardiac issues. It's probably going to be the end of his career because he if he comes back next mm -hmm. year he'll be thirty nine. So um, Rocket Richard, most goals in the season. Who do you got? Matthews. Dave. Most goals in the season, Jesus. Yeah, Rocket Richard, Maurice Richard. That's the name of the trophy. So who's well, like really who's really good? On like a bad team. We got like Sony Nasty on a bad team that can score. Yeah, a lot there, of are, there are guys that are on a bad team, but you know, generally you can neutralize good guys on bad teams, and they aren't going to lead the league in scoring. Yeah, nobody else can score. They'll just put you just put your top defensive pair out against them every single time. Mm -hmm. Your top defensive line. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not good with names in the NHL, so I mean, I only know the teams, I guess. So how about uh, – all right, so then how about somebody on the Knights, dude? Who's the best player on the Knights? Jonathan Marcheseau, maybe uh, William Carlson, one mm -hmm. of those guys. I mean, Carlson did put up – the first year the Knights were there, I think he put up 40 goals in uh, in, their, in uh, their second – the year they were they lost uh, to Ovechkin. I think uh, Carlson had like 40 goals. I'm not sure then. Stuffy, yeah. I mean, if only you had time to do research and look this up. Shut up, man! All right, I'm just still regular <laughs> uh, exposure to it. 
flashes who you got while we l- let Dave think. Yeah, so my today, Alexander Ovechkin, duh. Never a bad um, pick. I mean, it, it, oh, it's it's Vechkin, obviously, uh, for the Capitals. He won this award for the past three years. That's three consecutive years. And he's won it for nine seasons overall. Yeah, I mean, he is, again, second all-time in goals to Gretzky. To Gretzky. No, he did, however, tie with Pasternak last year. Yeah, they both and had 48 goals in I 70 games. I do have games. to put an asterisk, asterisk next to this because if Pasternak was healthy, and starting on Thursday and set to play a full season or a full this season, my choice would have been Pasternak. Yeah, I I, uh, I had Pasternak for points art, uh, for the Art Ross, the Rocket Richard, and potentially the Hart because of his scoring ability. But um, I, I have uh, I have Ovechkin, Martian, and Matthews. Um, because I think any of those three, Matthews, no, have three in case one of them Well, you know, it could be any one of those guys, and I couldn't decide who I wanted. Uh, Matthews, I mean, especially benefiting from the, uh, my boy, you know, the the benefit the uh, uh, the veteran presence of Joe Thornton. I don't know how effective he's going to be, but you know, having a, a veteran guy who is uh, really adept at score or was adept at scoring. Oh, true. Um, you know, are, are, you, are you keeping tabs on our picks for these though? Oh, I have everything recorded, so all right. Brock, I was just curious. Brock, Brock Nelson is gonna lead the league. So the I was just curious what you he led the team out. last year. Wow, what are you making the face for? He led the team. He almost yeah, 30 how many goals did he have last year, Dave? He had 26, he had almost 30 26. goals. So 22 okay. behind the lead league leader. 29 years old, dude. You have a really good season. They're my favorite behind the league leaders. He's tracking up. He's going up, dude. His, yeah. his potential is an A plus. I right. like the Islanders, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Next, next up. Next up. The Frank J. Selke Award. Uh, Slashers, who's going to win that? Oh, come on. Bergeron. 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 Perennial favorite. Captain, a perennial favorite for this award. He's the captain. Yeah, but do you know what the Frank J. Selke Award is for, Dave? No idea. Best teammate? Best, Best defensive, defensive forward. forward. And Bergeron is a fantastic yeah, player. Bergeron has been nominated for a nine straight season. He's won this award four times already. I still believe he should have won last year. Yeah, I think O'Reilly um, won, didn't he? He did yeah, win, Ryan yes. O'Reilly yes. Bergeron stepping into the captain's role is going to change his gameplay for the better. He's already a fantastic player. Um, I think we're going to see more two-way play from him this year. Yeah, I, I obviously Bergeron. Um, you know, maybe O'Reilly. Like there have been a couple of years when they're just like, well, let's not give it to him. Let's give it to somebody else. You know, Anji Kopitar won it one year. Uh, O'Reilly last year. It's almost like to keep the peace, like, hey, we can't have the same guy win every year. Right. Like, you could have, you know, Ovechkin be MVP every single year or Crosby be MVP every single year. I mean, like, these awards that are based off of points, I mean, that's stats. You can't, you can't. Well, that's why I like hockey, because they have, they have MVP, and then they have a separate one for offensive player, because so many times, as as we've discussed on this show, oh, this guy put up the best offensive numbers. He's MVP. Like, no. Uh you know, the guys that actually count, although it was weird last year because they only give you three finalists and 
two of them were from the same team. So uh, obviously everybody's going to go with Bergeron for the Selkie, except for Dave will probably pick somebody from the Islanders. Why can't I like the Islanders? Vezina, Dan, and Dave, who do you have winning the Vezina? Yeah, absolutely. Slashes. So I actually also have Tuka, but this is because he came in second in voting last year. He has a lot riding on his shoulders this year, much to prove due to the whole playoffs fiasco last year. And he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. I will give, I will uh, agree with all of those things, but uh, I will uh, distance myself from you guys picking uh, Tuka Rask this year. Uh, I think it is going to be Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers. That is my pick. Um, Any specific reason why? Uh, he is uh, one of those kids that, you know, he's uh, up and coming. They have a good young team with a mm -hmm. lot of good uh, defensive players. Uh, even their forwards are good defensively. They're good on the penalty kill. Um I think I think that he can take a step forward. He showed a lot of flash in the playoffs. Like he was winning games that they had no business winning. So, and it's because and they won because of Carter Hart. So, uh next is uh we only have two of these left. We have the Norris Trophy for best defenseman. Uh Dave, which uh, Islander are you going to pick for <laughs> the best defenseman? How about Matt Barzell? How about that? Matt Barzell, is he a defenseman? Uh, well, he's center. Isn't that play both? Uh, center is a. You have to just forward. be defense. You, you have, have to, to be, be a defenseman. Right. This is the right. best defenseman, not best forward. They already okay, so we already did best defensive forward. All right, so give me a minute. Give me a minute. All right, so we'll, we'll go with ours. I don't know where Dan went, but uh, I have Victor Hedman of the Lightning, who's always a solid choice. That dude is a monster when it comes to. Uh, just playing playing defense. He's so good. He blocks tons of shots. Uh, he's a physical presence. But my dark horse for this, and he's actually listed 10th in, uh, in like, the Vegas odds, uh, Charlie McAvoy. I would love to see McAvoy take that jump, and I know Dan mentioned this earlier. Uh, he was talking about McAvoy taking a jump. Um, I think that McAvoy could challenge for the Norris Trophy. And the last Bruin to win the Norris Trophy, obviously, was – Zidane Chara. Yeah. And I think prior to that was uh, Raymond Bork. Who then? Slashes, who do you have? So I have John Carlson from the Capitals. So he came in second in voting last year behind Roman Yossi of the Predators. And he's one of the top defensemen in the NHL. I will tell you why I disagree with your choice. And I don't like the fact that he was even nominated. He is People a good. People don't like his playing style. No, that's not even it. He's a good defenseman. Um, but he scores a lot. And the last few years, a lot of these Norris guys that have been nominated, like PK Subban, led the led the the uh the league in points for defensemen. And like that's not like have like you have a defensive forward, have an offensive defenseman award. Because it's just because you score a lot of points doesn't mean you're a good defenseman. There are a lot of guys that are good offensively, but they're not in the upper echelon of defenders. Tory Krug comes immediately to mind. He is good mm -hmm. offensively. You could throw that dude on a fourth line, and they have throw him yeah. on the fourth line yeah. to play offense. But 
I would not rank him in the top 10 of uh, defensemen. So I, I don't like that they – I mean, I can understand. That's a good pick. Do they have the same production, though, him and Tory Crew? Carlson? No, Carlson had uh, – he's a much better offensive defenseman. Just like um, Eric Carlson, uh, yeah. who played for the Senators for a long time and is now with the Sharks. Um, Eric Carlson scored a ton of points. And, you know, he was nominated for the Vezina a couple of times, but, like, it's because he scored a lot of points. He was above average. He still is above average. Kid's only, like, 25, 26, and he's got a lot. crazily above average. I got you. But, you know, he's not a Victor Hedman. He's not, you know, like what Chara was in 2011, you know, or 2010. You know, he's not that shut-down defenseman that's just going to lock you up and keep you from scoring because he's just got all the instincts, like, you know, it's they've been giving it to guys who can score and play pretty good defense. So, for you guys, who do you have for the Norris Trophy? I'm going, uh, it's, uh, Ryan Pulok, I think is how you say his name. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> what do you, what, what is that? What's the big deal, dude? He's yeah, I think one. this guy I've never heard of, uh, he's going to win. Because I didn't look at the roster all day. I don't know. I don't know how, is that how you say his name? You correct me on every other name I've said. I don't even know who that is. Well, he's, a def- he's the best defenseman on the Islanders, Pat. You don't know the <laughs> Based Islanders. On what? Based on what? what Last is he the- year's stats. What are- oh, so because he scored a lot, he was the best. What's his plus minus? That's not what I said. Yeah, he had the best plus minus. Hold on one sec. Let me look at <laughs> it. He was the best plus minus, the greatest. It was eight. It was so awesome. Eight? Eight. That's the best on the team, I'm saying. He's That's the best terrible. One. But he's the best on the team. That's terrible. And you think he's going to win the Norris? Well, it's not going to be this Toes guy, Taos. <laughs> Caves? T-O. Devin Caves, who's their best player? No. He's only a one-year guy, dude. He still needs to die. This guy's five years in. He's 26. He'll be fine. Oh my god! Did you watch him play last year? He was fucking I awesome. Think, I didn't. I, I just I like the Islanders. I pick was way up. I decided today I like the Islanders. Doesn't mean I know everything about the roster. Give me some time. Give me a week or two. I'll be in. The, I don't know who anybody no, is? I'm gonna follow this season because I don't really know that much. Uh, clearly, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow hey, the Islanders. McAvoy. I kind of want to, but it seems like a. Uh, I, I picked so, I picked him as, sure. as my dark horse. Well, I'll go with him. You know, I I I. You picked him. I mean, really a bunch of Bruins guys. I like, think, I mean, I know. That's, those are the, that's the team that I'm most familiar with. I'm, I'm familiar with other teams that they played. I'm saying I'm not them. trying to not just pick a bunch of but, Bruins guys. Okay, the Bruins were There's a lot of upside. A lot of upside on that team last like, year. They, they were the number one yeah. team. They had the most. I like the teams that I like, and I root for the teams that I I want to win. So I mean, I'm not a. I mean, you know. For good teams because young vet they are have good records. I'm not a bandwagon jumping fan. I don't do that. I like the Islanders. Is what it is. <laughs> I like the Islanders. I decided that like seven minutes ago. I decided that earlier today that I like. The oh, Islanders. earlier today. Oh, life. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't watch hockey. I just said I'm going to follow this season now. I'm going to follow right. the Islanders. I'll be more informed of hockey. All right. So now I'm excited. Last last thing. Uh, I can bet on hockey. I can bet on hockey. Exactly. What he means is, what he means is, bet on hockey. That's what he means. Well, hey, the Islanders got some high spreads. What do you think I was asking you that earlier? I was hoping maybe they'd be getting some high spreads. There are high spreads. So, 
last last thing for hockey, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna announce our our big raffle prize that we're doing. Uh, the Calder Trophy for best rookie. Uh, Slash, as you and I both agree, uh, Alex Lafreniere, the yep. number one overall pick. Rangers. Yeah, he was a promising first round draft pick, and he's expected to be a 50 point plus player. Yeah. This probably, year. you know, 12, 12 30, uh, 15 goals, 35 assists. You know, they don't have a lot of talent around him. You know, uh, which is why they had the number one overall pick. So sometimes what happens is teams will get, you know, high draft picks or just say draft picks early on. And those players will spend maybe a year or two in the farming system, you know, building up, you know, uh, conditioning to become NHL ready. And some players, you know, pretty much instantly when they're drafted, they're given a cut, right, can make that jump. And Alexis Lafreniere is one of those kids who can easily make that jump. Jack from, Hughes, Quinn Hughes, you know, uh, few guys the last the last few years, like generally. The- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he was sent, you know, bumped down to the, NA, the AHL for maybe a couple of games. Yeah, here give and there. him like a, str- a stint down there. Like maybe right, gets, just they start him in the NHL. He has a little bit of a tough time. not tire him out so much. Well, no, like send him down there, like relax. Face some pro competition, get your confidence up. You know, like what goalies will do in practice if a team's been struggling, they'll. I mean, I believe let they a bunch do, of shots yeah, in. They they had to do that with Sagan a few times. Yeah, they send him down there. It's like okay, relax. Also, Claude hated playing anybody who was. Well, under I mean, 40. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to go into into his uh, coaching style, but anyways, um, you know, I I think he's a he's a very promising young kid and i think we're gonna yeah i think a lot yeah i think he's gonna have a good season um so who do you guys have for rookie of the year dave which which islander is gonna win rookie of the year i don't even i I mean looking at the roster today i didn't see anyone that was i don't even know if they have any like rookie rookies on their team starting this year so i don't any call-ups from the ahl i didn't see anything yeah so i mean i'm i'm at i'm at a loss to be honest at a loss are there, so, Dan, are, there are there any um are there any guys that have that kind of weird thing happening where they played a little bit last year but they'd still be considered rookies? Stadnika, like, there's gonna be guys all over the league like that. Yeah, the draft was just kind of eh, I didn't really have any big name. I don't know. I Kirby so, Doc. From, um, I think no, Kirby Doc was uh, in it last year. What I don't I don't have as as diverse of a knowledge, but that Lafreniere seems to be kind of somebody that most people have their eyes on. Today. Yeah, I mean, he was the number one overall pick for yeah, a reason. That's what I'm saying. So, but yeah, I mean, that, it, hopefully that would translate. It doesn't always depend on where. He's no, it generally does. doesn't. But I think it depends on what they do. It's, it's if he's on a bad team, like you said, they're gonna very, play for him, and he won't play that good. Of, like that's what you said earlier. You know, it seems like a pretty good good size of the consensus of the the populace seem to have yeah, that going. It, it's, so. Close to unanimous. So, like I promised, uh, that that wraps up our uh, our NHL preview, our uh, hour and forty minute NHL preview. Yeah. Pretty good so far. Mm. Uh, I'm going to announce uh, we are going to be running a raffle because uh, I'm looking to upgrade some of our equipment, and uh, I wanted to get a prize that I thought was commensurate with uh, getting people interested. So, I have you know we are talking hockey today, and I have. This Patriots helmet. It's a speed helmet, uh, which is uh, right, 
Now, this is signed. You can see right here. There's the signature. But why am I talking about it on a hockey show? Well, this is signed and authenticated. Let's see if we can get that. By Zidane Chara. This is a Zidane Chara signed Patriots mini helmet. Crazy. Which kind of went from really cool to priceless. Yeah, because you're not going to get any more of Over these. the past couple of weeks, yeah. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to put this up in the group, and it's going to run until Sunday. If you want to get in, it's $5 a spot with a maximum of 15 spots per person because we don't want to have, like, one person put, like, 100 spots in. Um, so you can – one one uh, one person can have up to 15 spots. We'll figure out what we have. You have until 6 o'clock Sunday, uh, January 17th. At that point, we'll tally everything up. We'll see who got what, uh, how many spots each person got. And we will then do a live uh, wheel spin where we randomize everything. We'll put everybody's name into a, 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 a random wheel that we've done before. Spin it, and wherever it lands, that's who gets the helmet. And, you know, good luck. Like I said, we're uh, looking to get some new equipment. We need some uh, some stuff for our microphones. We need some uh, some better audio stuff. Um, so this is a, a great piece, whether you're a Patriots fan or a Bruins fan or both. I was going to say, this is a really fantastic collector's piece. And like we said, you're not going to get the opportunity to own something like this again. Because... I do... Uh, yeah, because he's and he's it's authenticated. So not only do we have the sticker of authenticity, but we have the certificate of authenticity. That's a word as well. It's numbered on the back. It's real. It's so freaking cool. I, I I'm not even a Pats fan, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, we already have somebody inquiring. Um, I will put it in a post. Uh, I will have uh, both my Venmo and my PayPal available for this so you can uh send me how many uh, and I'll, I'll make a post in the group i'll mark it as an announcement so we can keep track of who does what it's only five dollars five dollars a chance five dollars maximum of 75, That's 75. load it up y'all load it up $5. yeah load up. more people enter uh if a lot of people enter i will get a second prize to add into this uh to this contest and it will be autographed memorabilia um i mean maybe maybe i throw in that patriots helmet i got behind me signed by kyle van noy and make sure you tell your friends and have them tell two friends and they tell them, 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 them uh jackie uh you can shoot me a uh she's asking where to send the money uh you can shoot me a a, a direct message later on or uh just look for after this show goes up uh, tonight. I'll make the post uh, where you can send this. And you know where uh, he is. And uh, you know we want somebody Shout to Jack take, this home. take this home. Get yeah. this. Add it to your collection. You can see behind me. I am a big fan of collecting football helmets. Take this one home. So I think with that being said, we're gonna uh, let ashes go because you've been here for a while and you've got stuff to do. Yeah. So this is fun. 
Slashes is back because hockey is back. I'm so I'm so freaking excited. You have no I idea. Like I think I'm more excited for this season than past season. Yeah. Because with everything going on, so I don't know about you know you guys. I don't know about our our listeners, but this time of year, I kind of get that whole like seasonal depression thing going. And hockey, like looking forward to hockey games, is one of those things that kind of gets me through. Like, yeah, today sucks, but you know what? The Bruins are on tonight, and that's fun. Oh, yeah. Hell so yeah. we're going to watch the Bruins, you know? So it's nice to have that thing to look forward to. Plus it's warm. Plus it's warm. It's warm when the season ends, and you know that's going to happen, so you can go. Right? I know? mean, I, still, um, I have a poster hanging up from my 30th birthday when they clinched the division on a goddamn penalty shot I mean, that we were there to see. Though, I will say, though, I'm, I'm kind of bummed for two reasons. One, not being able to see Patrice Bergeron as captain in person, and not being able to see Zdenos Chara's first game against the Bruins as a Capital in person as well. Those are two games that I would have spent, you know, shut up and take my money, you know. Shut I, up and I, take I would, my economic well, impact go, Right? Yeah. Stimulus check. Boom, boom, boom. You know. I don't know if you guys know ball. about this. Um. So, All you have to do is wait and just have two people walk by you that are the same body type as the person that's with you. You just got to steal their outfits. You get in there as a popcorn vendor for the 10 people that are in there. It's doable. <laughs> if Scooby-Doo has taught me anything, it's doable. All right, yeah, so you can just Muppet Man it. We're going we're gonna to take a, a quick break. We'll bid uh, farewell to Ashes. When we come back, we're going to cover the rest of the sports that we have not yet covered. So here is a, a zombie talking about coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, so let me resituate oh. myself. Let me resituate myself. You have to adjust your underwear. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got it. Well, I had to. I had to get up. I had to move some stuff because we have, you know, it's it's kind of tight in here. Oh, spaces are tight. Oh, spaces are they're tight or tight. You just say, hey, we're waiting on Uncle Dave to come back. Just say, hey. Hi, Emma Extreme. What you have? What you have for dinner? I had lasagna. What's that? What are you, Garfield? Different uh, dessert. Pie. Tabletop pie, chocolate eclair, baby. Oh, you know that uh, they are uh, turning that into uh, into apartments, the tabletop pie place. Yeah, same as Clearview. They sold Clearview. Finally, after after all these years, Millbury, Massachusetts, Clearview, no no longer. The guy sold it for like five million bucks. Uh. That's He's gonna get a way sweeter caddy. Oh, hi, Leo. We've the, the only place I could play golf. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's home court. That's home court. All right, get out of here. Say, 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 I'll be back later. I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> I'll be back later. So I have uh, I have some uh, some fun stuff that I, I have in mind for uh, additional prizes. But yeah, once again, if you missed it earlier, here is the. Zdeno Chara authentication hologram. 
we have the uh, the certificate of authenticity and this just awesome, awesome uh, helmet that uh, any New England sports fan should uh, should want in their in their collection. I mean, it, it reminds me of what it was. It was in The Simpsons. One of the uh, a picture of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. Or the the Randy Jackson samurai sword from Step Brothers. <laughs> he just mix yeah. he mix genres. Doesn't make it any less dope. Yeah, and it's something that you know somebody else isn't going to have. You know, right. there's only I, I think there were three of these total. It's not a one of a kind, but it's close. Yeah, and again, you're not going to get any more of these. So, all right, so let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, I'll I'll uh, jump into the uh, MLB real quick because blast this shit, man, blast through it. <laughs> yeah, because we we've been doing this for a Ain't while. More important stuff going on than fucking baseball right now. Sorry, yeah. Emma. So uh, Kyle Schwarber, who I was hoping would sign with the Red Sox, signs a one-year, ten million dollar prove it deal. Now to kind of touch on what I was saying earlier about uh, hockey contracts, this is a throwaway ten million dollar prove it deal. Whereas, you know, nobody on the Bruins makes $10 million. So this is like baseball players lead. Uh, The Red Sox are uh, rumored to be trading Andrew Benintendi, which I... Whatever. Not the best time because he was awful last year. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's... uh, Yeah, man, whatever, man. I'm talking about potentially trading him and bringing back JBJ. Oh, no! What? No! Oh, no. Leave him out of here. Get rid of him. He's been... You know, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good. He had his... He had a moment. A moment or two. That was it. ALTS. A moment or two. Otherwise, it's been like... Yeah, I, everybody around the league certainly agrees that he plays outfield for the Red Sox. Yes. That's about where he stopped. Uh, the White Sox uh, made a deal uh, they, they with the uh, Liam Hendricks, who was ranked as a number one reliever in all of uh, all of the free agent class. Three years, $54 million with an option for a fourth year. And uh, I will not be going to any Red Sox games because the Major, major League Baseball, while mandating masks at all times, which I don't know how you're going to do that when – most of the money you make at a ball game is concessions. Yeah. Uh, will not mandate temperature checks or vaccinations for fans attending games. So count me the fuck out. And there's no way they can enforce the mask rule. Oh, all they have. See, it's the, the worst thing is it's doable, but you just have to. It's got to be the right percentage of people. Wrestling's had people at their events for the past what? Four months now, there's been no outbreaks amongst the fans. You can do it. You just got to do it right. You got to mandate this stuff. It's doable. Oh my yeah, God. But MLB so doesn't want to do it. They want asses in seats and. Yes, beautiful money. Yes. No, I know. They like money. Good. Good. No, Dave, you want to uh, you want to cover the NBA stuff that I got in here? What's the big What's the big word? What's the big word? The big, the big word, word is COVID. Yeah, Celtics getting Celtics getting postponed. They said they weren't going to do it. They did do it anyway. So that's four times. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And you know, I actually heard a really good point about whether the gamesmanship within the uh, within the coaches would have somebody doing something like, "Well, we have one guy over, or we have the right amount." Like, oh no, this guy uh, he can't uh, 
He can't go. Bad ankle. Bad ankle. Oh, the Sixers yeah. tried that shit. That's the what I'm Sixers saying. Tried that shit with Ben Simmons, and they made him play anyways, <laughs> and find him. It's craziness. Yeah, it, it sucks. You know, it, it has to be. See again. Say what you will. It's been a factor in every sport that's come back and played during this thing. The only the only time that it wasn't was in the NBA bubble. Every single other part of sports has been affected. Regular season playoffs, everything has been hit by this. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. I don't know. There's no way to escape it. There's people coming into contact with people. If you can get it by going out to dinner and just sitting down and having a steak and a beer, then you know what I mean? Like You can't expect these guys to – Go to all these different towns and go to the arena. Go back to your hotel room. Go to the arena. Go back to your hotel room. Don't ask these guys not to live life because we wouldn't ask that of ourselves or our neighbors or our friends. Everybody does. Everybody has these times, so it could happen. I mean, I mean, I, I don't go out to restaurants because I don't want to get COVID. I mean, that's that's I, me, though. I generally don't either. But you know what? During the summer, I did because it was outside. Now I don't. But, but I mean, out, outside is different. If you were outside all day long, every day, right? Dave's in a restaurant. Been on the front line since, mm-hmm. right? But that's your job. Like you have to go there. Like I also, I am very hesitant to, uh, to, you know, go to a hospital unless I absolutely have to. I feel the same way. I had to a couple athlete, times. A lot of these things don't apply, and you're gonna go out to eat. Like you haven't eaten all day. And you leave the you leave the rink. You leave. You the get rink. catering. Yeah, a lot of them still want to go out to eat. It's just the way they live their lives. It's just the way they live their lives. It's the, the life that they've become accustomed to, and all of a sudden you can't do it. So every once in a while, they're going to try to live their life the life they want instead of just going from town to town, plane to plane, you know, arena to hotel room, hotel room to arena. Like that's that's a terrible way to live. Yeah, and that's worked out really well. And every time you for every game you get fined. Every game you miss due to breaking COVID protocols, you get fined. You lose your money. If somebody runs into honey funds and gets something, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the NBA. Luckily, has they have uh, a luxury of only having to fulfill a specific amount of games, and they kind of don't have the second half of this the schedule really written out specifically to build this in. So that they, I think they might have taken a good approach because I didn't. I don't think anybody thought that they would have would start happening so early. That's the crazy part, I think, is that it's happening right off the bat, like a weekend, and all of a sudden we're having this stuff happen. So I, I don't know. It, it seems like they might be doing more stuff wrong, James Harden, than a lot of other leagues have done because everybody else has made it happen. Well, it Harden a- did it specifically to be an asshole. And speaking of – being an asshole, he can't help it. He is an asshole. Speaking of, uh, yeah, um, Kyrie yeah. Irving. Uh, we don't like to talk about. No, uh, we talk about absolute that. utter disrespect for his teammates, his coaches, the organization, and the fans. First of all, he had this. It started off with an unknown, last, an unknown uh, absence, and the coach and the GM could not get in touch with him. But it's not like he was unreachable because he was texting the teammates. And he's like, oh, uh, everyone's like, oh, he's got personal stuff. We don't know what's going on, but, you know, he'll be back soon. He's already missed four games, and the NBA is currently investigating him for partying maskless with, like, 40 fucking people. So that's the big thing that he had to do. Go party with his friends. I told you this guy was a fucking tool. We know that, but he's good on the court. But he's not allowed to play, yeah, for at least a couple weeks. He's good on the court when? When he fucking feels like showing up? 
He didn't tell us anything we didn't know. He's going to come back. They're probably, they're definitely going to be a playoff team. They're definitely going to be in the mix. Not if he doesn't show up and he's fined and suspended and has to go through COVID protocol. He, doesn't he have does. To, he he does. does. They already said it. He can't play for at least two more weeks. So he's going to miss a chunk of the season. Oh, no. I don't two think Two weeks. It's like four games. It's, it's not a, a big it's deal. A ch- it's it should be more than four games. No, don't get nobody wrong. And those, it's a he's an idiot. Well, he's a dumb it's, idiot. It's a I disagree. Yeah, I disagree completely. It's completely just yeah. brazen. It's, it's so it's dumb. a bad way to go about your business, especially if you're a professional anything. That type yeah, of behavior. Like is a, not he's going to start losing support real right, quick. Right, exactly. From the few so, that he has. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens after this season, but he's got to get his head on straight at some I told you he had no respect for his coaches and his teammates. He didn't tell us anything we didn't know. We knew that. <laughs> we were all in agreement about that. That's why I didn't want to bring him up. I think he's a piece of garbage that doesn't yeah. care about the gun. So, uh, fuck Kyrie. So, yeah, uh, Dave, uh, what else we got going on? Uh, well, um... I guess, I guess Przingis was supposed to come back, but you Game know, postponed the entire locker room and some of the coaches and pretty much, I think all of that Maxi Kleba had it. I think, um, yeah, it was, I, I don't know what, I think there was a coaches meeting and then they had practice or something. So maybe they ordered takeout and somebody came. I, I don't know what happened because usually those facilities are pretty good with, uh, you know, the people. Yeah, they, they did not. Um, Bradley well. Bradley Beal as well, uh, missing some games because he was in contact with people. So, I mean, and that's what's weird is all these teams kept like it was like like a couple teams like two or three teams in a row they played the the Wizards and then the other team would have to go into COVID protocol because somebody got COVID, but nobody on the Wizards did, and this Beal thing was only because. Uh, he had like that close face-to-face conversation with Tatum and like half of the, half of the Celtics are out Tatum Brown, all these guys are out and they're like, Brown, Oh, yeah. front line. Kevin's coming back. It's going to be great. Oh, he's looking good. And then it's like, no, we're not playing. Not yeah. But playing. guess what? That's not the only team that it's going to happen to this year. It's going to happen to everybody. It's, well, it's already happened to a bunch of teams. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's going to happen to everybody. So something you can't control, but I feel like the season, you know, better to get uh, out of the way early on. Lakers are playing really well. They've, it's best Lattes. record in the NBA, so not anything surprising. But and who's the new kid? What the the new guy in the Lakers, the rookie? Oh, um, Horton Tucker. Yeah, he's 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 contributing big time. He's uh kind of he's a, he, he's a, he's the Peyton Pritchard of the uh, the Lakers. Peyton Pritchard playing really well for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. That game winner the other day went hey, up yeah. on a missed block out by Tyler. I'm a little bitch hero. How many? And you know what? One of the best points I I've, I've heard. I, th- I think this might have been this might have been Felger's point that I heard, but it, it was so pertinent. It's like, how many of all these guys, um, how many of these guys that they've drafted, all these jabronis that go to Maine and don't do much, how many of them have actually won a game for you? How many have won the game for you? And that's a, that's something like, whoa, that's so good because – Right away, right off the bat, a few games in. And, again, he's got a pedigree. He's a four-year player. That, that, that's going to go for miles on this team rather than having a one-and-done guy. I'm, I'm saying he's not – I don't think he's going to be anything too special, but who knows? Maybe he hasn't reached his ceiling. Maybe getting within a different kind of grade of competition. College is one thing. But when you're amongst the best of the best at all the time, there's not a bunch of dudes that are going to be insurance salesmen. You know, the year after you play them, like, who knows? Maybe this is going to be good for him. Maybe he hasn't reached his ceiling. But either way, what he's got going on right now, fantastic. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's been playing well. 
Um, you know, I like it. I like the- Taco's made an impact, and he's, he's he's kind of a schmo, but Jesus Christ, he's so tall. Seven, like seven and a half feet tall, like close to three hundred no, pounds. All the people in his family are that tall. Like three hundred pounds? His, are you sure? His oh yeah, he's like two ninety seven. Oh okay, his yeah. His brothers and his uncles he's are all tall. Up. His his younger brother was five nine at the age of twelve. <laughs> That's dope. Like yeah. you're head and shoulders above everybody else. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. Uh, <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> Dan, oh, I must be allergic to talking about Kyrie. Uh, Dan, you got uh, wrestling stuff for us? Oh, absolutely. So yes, let's get some wrestling. Oh yeah, let's go. So, more I've been thinking about this the last few weeks has kind of become a like a hierarchy amongst the shows. Uh, Raw's been a hot garbage mess for the most part. Uh, this week. Very unfortunate. We had the, the champion, the universal champion, or WWE champion, uh, Drew McIntyre, come down with the Rona. It got him. Bit, first time that a big-time star, somebody involved in a lot of mainstream stuff, got it. It was in, unfortunate, but it ended up being, and this was something I called two hours before the show, by the way. Triple H ended up having a brawl with him, and or a brawl with Randy Orton, who was supposed to fight The Fiend that night, or um, McIntyre that night. The Fiend ended up kind of casting some powers and setting Triple H's uh, sledgehammer on fire while it was in his hands, and then he magically teleported out of the ring, and Alexa Bliss appeared in the ring and threw out of a magic wand, threw a fireball in Randy Orton's face, which was awesome. Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! They're, they're really going crazy with this whole fire theme between them, everybody getting burned. Last week, Bliss comes out. Covers herself in gasoline, begging to be burned, and he didn't. The, the matches that he uses, though, the matches that he uses are these big, thick things. They look like fireworks. They burn for, like, five minutes. It's crazy. But uh, Raw, although it's had a couple of good segments, has been overall garbage. The Legends Night that they had last week, absolute trash. It started out with Hulk Hogan talking about his H-phone and how it can do Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. Yeah, brother. Like, he trotted him out, and then the, the the formulaic nature of Monday Night Raw has become insufferable. Somebody comes out and starts, and they talk a bunch of shit and then say someone's name. And when that person's name gets mentioned, they come out and interrupt them and start talking crap. And then somebody else comes out, and then, oh, we got a tag team match. And, oh, it's a singles match, and they go back and forth. It's nonsense. We start with the Miz and Morrison, who are now this joke comedy jobber angle who lose to everybody. Even though Miz got the Money in the Bank briefcase back, which was, out, which was outrageous. Basically, hey, I shouldn't have got it because this guy handed it to them. Oh, yeah, you're right. Here you go. And handed it back to him. Preposterous. So Raw's really become the bottom of the barrel as far as the wrestling shows go. Basically, you kind of got you got four shows on a weekly basis. You got Raw on the bottom, NXT just above. AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, those top two interchangeable. But SmackDown has been a fantastic show. Uh, Reigns' new character as a heel has been killing it. And even with Heyman by his side, Paul Heyman, for those uh, maybe not sure, doesn't even need – he's a fantastic mouthpiece, an awesome guy to have by your side. But Reigns, in in his new role and the way he's been portraying this character, he's dope. And he does not even need a mouthpiece. He's still delivering just the way – you'd want a heel to do 
And it's even better that it's that it's Reigns finally getting to, to fit into this role. Yeah, he's been great. Mm-hmm. And so basically what we have now, you know, the crowd's kind of, you know, I say the crowd. You can always say the internet crowd, people that have been commenting, kind of the general feeling of it. People have really been getting behind him. And even this this latest twist that they've thrown in where he's he's as of now slated to fight Adam Pierce, the authority figure for the championship, because basically they orchestrated a gauntlet match and got this guy thrown into the match and made it happen that he won so that he could be facing instead of a viable challenger. He'd be fighting this authority figure where obviously he would have no no shot at it. And it would just be an easy path to another win for him and holding his championship for longer. So I it, it was it's crazy because they, they've been positioning Reigns versus Goldberg for months now. Goldberg shot on it, he talked a bunch of trash at him, and, and, and really were making it seem as though that was what we were gonna get before he randomly came out and challenged Drew McIntyre, who he's fighting. And I I will say I'm sick of Goldberg on a different note. Sick of Goldberg, don't like Goldberg. Nobody likes Goldberg. Not a Goldberg guy, never been. But um, that's that's what they think the people want. So we'll see if it does some numbers. Who knows? But I mean, uh, they've, they've always been good at knowing what the people want. Yeah, I mean, they had their hey, they had their times. They they certainly had their moments where they understood what the you know the climate was and what the people wanted and gave it to them. But now it's 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 almost symptomatic of the the empty arena slash Thunderdome era in WWE where. Vince finally has exactly what he wants, where he's able to physically dictate to everybody that's consuming his product exactly what he wants you to think. Roman Reigns is a bad guy. When he comes out, they hit the boo button. When Drew McIntyre comes out, the conquering hero, they hit the cheer button. They have a button that does, this is awesome. They have honest cheers and chants for people on cue. Now, so they literally get to spoon feed their audience what they want them to think. And I say they, I mean he. It's Vince. What Vince wants people to think, he puts it on a plate and says, here, children, have this, eat this. And and, and a lot of people just lap it up like, yes, sir, no problem, Vince. It literally is unbelievable because in no other industry can you do that and just tell people exactly what they should be thinking and feeling at that moment. But I digress. Uh. 2020, I just want to kick back a little bit. You know, we just came through the beginning of the year and just looking back on on different things that happened within 2020. Wrestling was the only thing that didn't stop. There was nothing that could slow wrestling down. They did everything they could politically, uh, monetarily, everything they possibly could to get wrestling to continue. They Florida deemed it an essential business. Therefore, the two top uh, companies – in the world for wrestling, AEW and WWE, obviously being the king, were able to continue to operate because luckily they have the the backing of billionaires that own pieces of property. So the WWE had their performance center, then they ended up renting out uh, the arena in Orlando. Pretty much do whatever you want. Pretty it? much do whatever you want. Whereas AEW, we have Tony Khan, uh, the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jaguars, who yeah. own the, who own the stadium, like who have had their base of operations in Jacksonville in the uh, the amphitheater that's connected to the Jaguar Stadium. So it's the only thing that didn't shut down. It led to a lot of really cool cinematic matches. Boneyard match was fantastic. The Firefly Funhouse match was fantastic. I mean, we had 
you know, WrestleMania held in front of no people, which sucks because sucks. one of the things you look back on, Kevin Owens, his original plan was at Raymond James Stadium to jump off of the pirate ship in the outfield <laughs> instead of off the sign that he did. So it was going to be a crazy, Ruined. crazy bump. Ruin. Ruined. Hey, that was the same thing. Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara in another one of these cinematic matches, the stadium stampede match, which is divisive, but one of the most fun matches that I've ever seen where they fought on the field. They had a, a ring set up at the 50-yard line, fought in the middle of the field all over the place. They, they, uh, we, had, we had bumps and spots, including the, the, the down markers, we had the uh, the cheerleaders in there. We had the uh, mascot in there. Chris Jericho laid him out it, with the Judas Effect elbow. It was fantastic. So the cinematic match, I think, really took flight in 2020. I think the last really good one we had was the uh, the Elite Deletion with Matt Hardy and uh, yeah. and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, very good. very fun match. Very fun match. But you know, we also we had, we lost some people. Uh, just to name a few, and I know I'm leaving some out, but Chad Gaspard, uh, part of Crime Time in the WWE, uh, he, he drowned, basically, was caught in an undertow with his kid, and there was a rescue crew, rescue crew out there that went to save him. He basically said, don't worry about me, get my kid. They got his kid. By the time they came back for him, it was too late. Days later, they confirmed that he was dead. So rest yeah, I, mean, I, I, you know, if it's you or your kid, you're gonna choose to. Yeah, and that's 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 the that's the beauty of it. You know that that it was very nice to hear that that was the case. It sucks to lose a guy like that, but to know his last action was to ensure the safety of his kid. That's that's beautiful. Uh, we lost uh, Howard Finkel, the Fink. Yep, one of the voices of professional wrestling, and new oh, angel in heaven, Howard Finkel. Great guy, uh, Rocky Johnson, the Rock's dad. That was that was unfortunate at the beginning. That was a few, that was a few months ago, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about this? It was the uh, third week, I think, of January in 2020. How about that? It feels like it was just yesterday. Same same thing. Same thing with Kobe. Different sport, but it just feels like it was just yesterday. But that's almost a year. Royal Rumble time. And, uh, you know, mo most most recently, unfortunately, Brody Lee at the age of 41. Oh. We covered that. That was a real tough one. You know, the, the outpouring and the beautiful sentiments that you heard from all around the business, from every corner of professional wrestling was awesome. And to, to, to know that somebody, I, I hope that he knew in life how much he meant to these people, which I'm sure, I'm sure that he did. But uh, yeah, I mean, just to, to, to round this out, you know, Raw, Raw sucked. <laughs> SmackDown's been good. AEW's been killing it. Their, uh, their crossover with Impact. We get the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, Bullet Club reunion this past week on Dynamite. Took the wrestling world by storm, broke freaking Twitter just to see these guys come back. Because obviously, for those of you that don't know, they were together in New Japan Pro Wrestling in the hottest faction since the NWO with the Bullet Club. Um, the Young Bucks were in it. Good Brothers were in it. Omega was in it. A lot of the guys around, you know, the business now were in it and a big part of it. And, uh, yeah, they, they basically they're, – they're, this cross-promotional work that they're doing with Impact and AEW, it's perfect. AEW doesn't necessarily need it, but Impact, they're starving for it. So this is a beautiful thing for them to really help their business grow and to be able to bring talent over 
and have that that cross-functional kind of work that's uh, that's awesome it's unprecedented and it's i, I love it i hope that it, it kind of spreads out throughout the business so yeah that's it uh where it's, it's gonna be a good week we got uh new year's new year's bash starting for aew this week it was postponed because of the death of Brody lee but uh this week and next week, we got some championship matches coming up. Omega's going to be on this show. The Good Brothers are going to be on this show. So it's it's going to be a going to be a fun filled couple of weeks. And NXT, I'm sure, is going to try to counter with something. So that's going to be some great oh, yeah. work as well. Balor, Balor and O'Reilly again had a, another hard hitting match this past week on NXT. Sent them both to the hospital again, bleeding and broken bones every time they every time they go. I love it. So. Let's uh, let's wrap up this show with some uh, NFL news. So real quick, uh, last night, and this is a weird thing to me, and I don't understand how the college football playoff system works, but the 13-0 Alabama uh, Crimson Tide uh, defeated the 7-1 Ohio State Buckeyes 52-24. to And I'm not sure how a team that has won 13 games plays a team that has only played eight. I don't get how that works. They vote them in. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. COVID, like, man. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like, oh, we're 13 and 0. Well, we're 7 and 1. We're just as good as you. We've played five fewer games. But uh, the Raiders did uh, hire Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. And uh, to announce that on Twitter, they said, Welcome to the Raiders, Gus Bradley, with a picture of Ken Wisenhunt. So that was uh, a nice job. Way, uh, right off the bat, uh, you got a good start. Uh, the uh, Packers have signed Jared Veld here. Uh, he was, uh, he's a big, huge tackle for, uh, used to play for the Raiders. He was drafted by them originally. He actually played last week for the Colts. He had been uh, lured out of retirement by the Colts, spent most of the season on the practice squad, played last week. And now because the Colts are eliminated and the Packers lost David Bakhtiari, their uh, monster left tackle, they signed Veld here, who becomes the first player to play for two different teams in the same playoffs uh, in NFL history, which is nuts. Uh, he had uh, – they do have um, experience with him. He had come out of uh, retirement before to play for the Packers. And it's nuts. This guy's come out of retirement twice, and he's 33. Likes that money. I mean, he made a lot. Like he was a first-round pick with the Raiders. He made a lot of money because the Lex Raiders. Tyler started. Heineke will do that eventually. He's a um, stud. We talk uh, about Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. No, not yet. But uh, Bill Belichick was uh, was nominated for the Presidential Medal of Freedom and said, "No, thank you. Uh, I don't want it. I don't want it." I'm glad. I'm glad that he did that. But I think that the only reason that he did it was caving directly to public pressure. I think it would have been a stupid move to do it. Now is not the time. Why it would he even be in the cards to do right now is craziness. Because but, he's given he's given out like 40 of these over the past few years, including deflection. Do the deflection. I don't care if you're dead. You get the medal. It means nothing. They got, when you give it to so many people, it really takes away from any prestige. Him and Belichick are friends, but he still said no. Yeah, so now's I a crappy agree. time to do it. I'm with it. I'm glad he did it. Emma, what is your deal? You are a nut. She playing with my beard. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, so to uh, 
I did not do very well against the spread this weekend, uh, and none of us really did all that great uh, in the playoff picks to begin with. Let me, uh, let me pull up my list. Um, pretty Dave, sure. did, Dave is the only one who took the Browns. Pretty sure and I had almost every game right. Browns. Except for the Saints. Oh, the Browns? That was one of the craziest. Picked every single I've game. Seen. I had Ravens, Bills, Rams, Browns, and uh, – Whoever else played, Dave, uh, you had uh, you had the you had the Bucks, the Rams, Washington. Oh, I did take uh, Bills, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Wait, wait, hold on, Bucks, the Rams, and Washington. Bucks played Washington. I think the Bucks. No Bears. I'm sorry, Bears. Oh, oh, right. Bears is the only game I got right. I got wrong. I had the Bills and the Rams. Really, the Washington one. Washington no, I, one. I picked the Bucks to win. Oh, you, you you picked Washington. You, you did say Bucks and, and then Washington. I picked the. No, Bucks. I have. Because I just wrote B. So Dan, Dave, and then me. Dan, because you picked the Bears over the Saints. Oh, yeah, okay. Rams, Washington, Bills, Cleveland, and Baltimore. That's weird that I – well, all right, well, whatever. I won a lot of money this weekend, so, you know, Ravens really helped me out. Browns, whew, Browns won me some money. Oh, 28 man. nothing. In the oh, first quarter, was oh, I was absolutely loving it. it was great. Roethlisberger set a record for completions, yeah. just in an NFL game. Yeah, you know, yeah. what forty-seven? Forty-seven completions, five hundred forty-seven of sixty-six for five hundred and five yards, four touchdowns, four picks. Oof! Just wasn't enough. He'll be back. Yeah, How does Marquise snap that over his head? Marquise Founcey, one of the best. And Ben is like 6'5". Like, you have to try to launch it. It, it. it seemed really bad. I don't know if you noticed, but Ben went to the uh, Cam Newton school of uh, covering up fumbles. No, no, you get it. No, I'm not. Uh, you, I'm, I'm, don't I'm, worry. I'm, somebody will get this. Hey, somebody got it. Hey, thanks. Oh, you're the phone. No, stop. Don't. Please no. Uh, so yeah, let's let's run through real quick. Uh, Rams upset the Seahawks. That was uh, that was a great game. All the games are really good. That Rams um, defense. That Rams defense might get him some places. They had a nobody at quarterback. They're gonna win this. I bet game. you Goff's gonna play this next game, and they're gonna have well, that. Goff, Goff had to come in because the kid who was playing start. I mean, that's what I mean. He start. had to he had to come in because the kid that was playing took. A vicious shot to the head. Schmolford, he was good, dude. He played and well. he ended up in the hospital, but somehow they're like, "Well, the quarterback was a runner." Oh, okay. Then tee off on his noggin. Then, like, just crack yeah. him in the skull all you want. Unfortunately, you can just murk him. You shouldn't hit him in the head, obviously. Well, you can't. You still can't hit him in the head. Of course not. But, if, if, if but you can they did, him. and they're like, "Oh, well, he was a runner, so screw him." Um. So the Rams beat the Seahawks. Ravens finally got their playoff win with Lamar and uh, stomped on the uh, Titans logo. Started off slow, but yep, uh, they were down it. ten nothing, and he had that fifty-yard run. It was unbelievable, nasty. Yeah. He played uh, great. Saints rolled all over the Bears, but I, I will say this: that game is so different if Wims makes that catch in the he end zone. That catch, it's just a complete how how you could that. not. Trubisky, nobody could have thrown that ball better. It went, it was such a perfect throw. And he had just made that ridiculous catch on the sideline. Oh, no, he can't oh, make it. Football's a game of ifs. Ifs it's, and oh. 
Uh, Bucks Bucks beat Washington, although you know it was uh, that that defense played pretty well. Didn't and, expect uh, a quarterback duel with Heineke and Brady. I mean, that's their quarterback next year. I. I He's that, Brock Osweiler. I don't know. I think it's too early to say. I think it's well, too early it's to say. him. I mean, they still have Alex Smith for two years, <sighs> but yeah. I think I think he gets it. Uh, I mean, he's challenged. Hopefully, they'll. I was gonna say, hopefully, they'll both have a chance at the job. Let's see who wins it. If it's Smith yeah. as a backup, you could do worse, and I don't think he'd care because he's getting paid. So yeah, and it's not like you have to worry about paying a uh, Heineke. So right, exactly. So it'd be a really um, good dynamic they have at quarterback. If you have two dudes that can play and only have to really pay one kind of good, like then you're that's a good spot to be in. Uh, the Bills escaped with a win over the Colts, despite the fact that the refs tried to give them that game. They did try that to give it to them. 100% a fumble. That was absolutely a fumble. 100% zero doubt. Like, the guy got up and no one touched him, and then somebody came out and punched the ball out after he got up on his own and tried to run again. He was not down by contact. Like, nobody could understand that call. Yeah, there, there was a few this weekend. That yeah, could- Bears had a couple of those calls too. Oh my goodness, just Bears were getting hosed that whole game. I'm telling I they could hear you there. yelling. I could yeah. hear that. That interception was oh, the interception was tough, but it was the right call. And then they got the, then they got a call, you know, their way too. They got it right back right after, but like yeah. still, yeah, I don't know. So. Uh, let's wrap this up with our predictions for this weekend. So Saturday we have Rams at Packers at four thirty-five. What do you think? I think I think the Packers take this. So I'm gonna Packers. Who's winning, Emma? Packers. All right. So everybody, everybody, everybody says Packers. Dave? No, I did not. I said I'm going to take the Rams. Dave wants to see the pack in the bowl. I don't want to. I don't want to see the pack in the bowl. I want them to lose. I'm so mad at them. Oh, he died like a month ago. Eh? I just want to put him up in the easy chair. He's, it's always been his dream to see the pack in the bowl. To see the pack in the bowl. That was 1995. Gross. I brought uh, it back the other day. Oh, we, Five years ago. we have to explain where his feet went. <laughs> uh, raisins at Bills, 8:15 Saturday. Bills. Now I want the Bills to win. So I had the Bills as the best team in the NFL for the last five weeks. I've been saying it, and I love the Bills going forward. However, um, I do think Lamar kind of figured it out in that first half right after they were losing. He took a step back. He relaxed, and I think – He's going to be absolutely unstoppable, and I really love the Bills. I just on digs though. Yeah, you know, I just he ain't no slouch. He's all right. The Ravens are going to control the clock. They're going to run the ball because they're the best run game in in the league. I thought and the Browns were the best, the best run runner in the league. No, look. they the Ravens overtook them in the last like look. five weeks of the season. They ran for like eighteen hundred yards or something. They're like Lamar's the best eighteen hundred yards in five weeks. 1,500 yards in six weeks, I think it was. They had, like, over 300 almost a game. It was crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, so they did. They they, they took it over. They had over 3,000. It was the most rush yards in the entire NFL for the Ravens. So are you are you taking the Ravens then? I am. Unfortunately. Emmer. Emmer, who you got? Ravens, y'all. Ravens. Sassy fans. Sassy fans. On that's uh, and that's uh, Saturday at eight fifteen. Uh, Browns at Chefs three oh five Sunday. 
Dave, who you got? The Browns. Browns. Absolutely. Probably not going to happen, but the Browns. Ammer, Browns or Chefs? Uh, chefs. Yep. Not a bad call, bro. It really could go either way. Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm taking with my heart on this one. We're going. We're going. Uh, Emma and I taking the chefs, and that leaves Bucks at Saints. Now, in, in the 22 times that a team has had the opportunity for a three-game sweep, 14 times it has not happened. Yeah, 14. So, but I am taking the Saints. Bucks. Uh. Cream's going to rise to the top. Here's rise. the thing. I think the NFL wants to see Brady Rodgers in NFC Championship. Aang! Aang! Pretty Sorry. sure that's what the NFL My wants to see. <laughs> so I did pick against the Packers. I feel like they're going to get disrupted because the Packers don't like to play physical football. Jalen Ramsey's going to absolutely devour Devontae Adams. The Bucks defense uh, is underrated too. No, but his defense is better. But Saints, I think the Saints is not as good. I don't know. They have the great front four, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be Tom Brady. They want Tom Brady to play at home in the Super Bowl. I don't think Saints will get screwed hey, again like they sorry, always do. It's how myself. it goes. Saints don't win big playoff games. I think I think the Saints are going to come out, and they're just going to romp the shit out of them like they have been. Emma, yeah. Bucks D is- Saints or Bucks? Saints or Bucks? Um. Bob? Mic. It was like in between. You can't do that. With Bob. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Tommy's back. All right. In you. So that is uh, that is our uh, our full slate of uh, stuff that's going on in the world of sports. Uh, I want to thank Boss Rush Mode and uh, Jackie for uh, joining us on this live show this evening. And uh, – Anybody who is listening and checking this out when it drops on uh, Friday, remember, here we go. Here we go. Zidane Ochara. I will be posting in the group with uh, all the rules and regulations and uh, how you can win. And uh, just remember, it helps us. Uh, we can get some better equipment. I can get some uh, different stuff so we can we can throw some different packages in here, more graphics, you know, uh, better audio better video i need to get a light like right now i just have like a lamp sitting behind my uh my computer i'd like to get a, a an actual light a better uh better camera you know like let's let's see what we can do so we're looking to you folks at home to help us out and uh if this goes well we'll do more stuff like this in the future because uh, i have i have a ton of uh different memorabilia and i keep winning stuff all the time so I have uh, I have no problem uh, helping folks out. Um, I have a I have an autographed JC Jackson Patriots jersey, and I just don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. So, just throwing it out there, folks. If uh, that's something you might be interested in, okay, take a look, see what we can do for you. So, with that being said, have you got a hot take, a prediction, or do you disagree with something we said? Let us know at the Loudest Sports Show at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter, loudest underscore show, uh, Instagram, the loudest sports show. Uh, you can also check out our uh, Raise Energy link. We can get 15% off and because uh, we are Raise Ambassadors. And, uh, well, we do have an email. Uh, do you have an episode from this week, and are we picking the playoffs game? Uh, yes, we are. So that was uh, last week. 
but uh, apparently I missed that as uh, we're putting this together. But yeah, so uh, Emma, you got something to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's all over. So it's over. We're, we're done. What do you say? Peace out. I'm out here. All right. We will catch you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>